This episode is brought to you by Manscaped. Get ready to fall back into good hygiene and impeccable grooming with Manscaped. Join the two million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with promo code LASERTIME. Everybody and welcome to episode 441 of Video Game Apocalypse. I'm your host, Michael Raparez, coming to you from the The Eric Carlson Memorial Studio of the Airwaves. If you want to get in on the studio naming action, go to patreon.com slash laser time. Who else is joining me? Uh, the Chris D in German, Chris Antista. Uh, still recovering. <laughs> so, Leave me alone. So, so die, Chris, die. There you Got go. It. It's Halloween, right? And count. Matthew Allen, that's my vampire Halloween I, I love it. I love how incredibly half-assed that was. And special guest... <laughs> Alex Faciani! Hey. Oh, perfect. Way better pun. <laughs> mine's not even a pun. I just put count. Barely, mine's name. barely a pun. It's just like saying my name a little Look, bit. Look, that's like what Chocula hurt. did. That guy's name was just Chocula prior to being Count Chocula. Yeah. <laughs> wow, he's, he's made of chocolate and rich. <laughs> Right. And uh, Alex, uh, where can people see or hear more of you? Boy, where can't they? Go to see me on the Super Beard Bros channel. Go listen to me on the Chiluminati podcast. The podcast that no one knows about, go listen to me on that, the New 52 podcast. It's great. It's really great. I swear, even though those comic books are middle of the road at best in general, if you look at them as a badge. (laughs) You know, there's still some gems that's in your, there, and that's what the is, show's is about. That, is that line still going, or is it purely a retrospective? It's There, there is an end point in sight, but it is nowhere so, near. So, I'm like 40 episodes it in. It certainly wouldn't like be new anymore at this point, right? It's just the No, no half those comics don't exist, but I, enjoy yeah. your a journey through Rot World. Or whatever. Yeah, <laughs> dude, that was Rot pretty good. Was, Animal the, the, Man's this... Swamp Thing crossover, hell yeah, it was totally in. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like the new 3DS. Like, it's still called the new 3DS, but it's, like, almost a decade old. So you just got to do that. They just canceled the Dial H or whatever that – I'm trying to remember what that comic was called. It was yeah. really fun. Yeah. Dial H, the one with the old lady and the dude, and they fall in love with yeah. each other. So good. Awesome. It's my China Melville. I haven't, ta- I haven't even thought about this in, like, ten years. This is wonderful. Yeah, I know. That's the whole problem with why no one's listening to that show. But, <laughs> hey, it's good. I swear to God. <laughs> That's um, awesome. So we've got we've got a fun show for you this week. Spooptober rolls on into another week as uh, as a bunch of cool stuff comes out that we're going to talk about, like Back for Blood and in particular Metroid Dread, which was actually like last Friday. But we are going to get into it. I think at, at least three of us have played it. I don't know if... You had a chance to touch it at all, Alex. I know you're... I did play it for like 30 minutes. Oh, I checked it out. That's pretty good. That yes. You basically experienced the whole thing. He was, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> he was too busy seeing Halloween Kills, which I never did say... Like, did you like it or not? Dude, I loved it. It's heady. It's getting heady. I don't know how much I'm allowed to yeah, say. Yeah, just, uh, it, 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 I wasn't pushing you. Yeah. I just wanted to see if you liked it because I just... I should have told this on another podcast. Recovering from surgery still, I was at my parents' house for dinner and my sister's fiance was like, Let's watch Halloween 2018 version. Like, yeah. I mean, uh, my dad's like, okay, son. And we put it on. Whoa. And then, like, my dad is visibly uncomfortable. And we just kind of turned to him. And he's like, are you okay? He's like, I just don't watch these types of movies. I'm like, that's right. I discovered 
horror yeah. on my own. He's never shown me anything like I've never watched anything like this before. And just absolutely brutal. And, 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 yeah, is, is the Halloween 2018 more brutal than the original? It's difficult to tell just because it has the stark it looks better. Home invasion it, yeah, scary, angle yeah. is played up a little more than like the slasher vibe. Uh, hmm. But yeah, I'm, I'm, I couldn't be more excited for Halloween Kills at this point, and to drag Truly my dad to mo- it and hope I can get my inheritance oh. early. The true joy of it was that uh, Anthony Michael Hall is in. Oh, really? It, and he's like a prominent character in the movie, and he's like excellent. He's like so. Is he an good. asshole like in uh, Edward Scissorhands? He's like, I, it's like almost like it feels like George Romero came in and like did something mm. in the Halloween universe almost. Cool. It is it is such a wild take mm-hmm. that I'm just like so impressed and I'm I think that John Carpenter finally like got his I, I was gonna say something about him in his grave, but he's like not he's, not, he's like heavily he's like heavily involved with the film. He's not that he and his but son are still fi- scoring it, I think, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think like he's finally like I don't think he liked those uh I loved him. I love the Rob Zombie ones, but I Yeesh. think he uh I think he's getting his uh, sort of like good finale, his like dream world, his phantasmic, if you will. I, you know what I mean? I've, I've I've played Japanese video games with shorter intros than Rob Zombie's Halloween. Like <laughs> <laughs> that's true. That's true. <laughs> uh, yeah, those movies think they're not Halloween movies, but they're they're fun on their own right. Yeesh. But I think Carpenter needed satisfaction. So I'm a, I'm a relative noob when it comes to Halloween. I think the 2018 version was the first Michael Myers Halloween movie I'd seen. The first what? one being Halloween Three, uh, and <laughs> but yeah. realizing that like oh each of these iconic slashers like from the the 80s really had like a, a, a signature style. That defines them. Like, you know, Freddy obviously had the wisecracking and the dreams. Uh, Jason was all about just showing up all of a sudden, just terrifying jump scares and really creative, cruel kills. Yeah, kind of smart for such a dumb killer. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And and then Michael Myers is all about just, like, fast efficiency. Like, he yeah, shows yeah. up and menaces people, usually from a distance, to scare the shit out of them and, like, psh, psh, Couple quick stabs and it's over. Michael Myers has been thinking about this for decades about how we yes. do every one of you. He's also Somebody... the most realistic. Like that's how I would picture a real slasher would behave in real life. He's just stabby, just pure yeah. stabby. Like it doesn't set it up, doesn't fucking set a trap. He doesn't so he care. Push your yeah. head through whatever glass, yeah. like Jason. Yeah. It's like no, 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 just stabby. Somebody described him as the James Bond of horror, and I like think that's perfect. Ooh. Yeah, All right. yeah. Especially, especially <laughs> after this fucking movie, you guys got to go see Halloween Kill. I'm not like in any way ob- obligated to promote it, but it is so good. I love it. it. I've so seen the good. the remake like I think more than I've seen the original at this point. In just three years, I've seen it's it. Really like, good. I watch it like every six months. It's really fun. And it's Alex, Danny you, you said Anthony Michael Hall, so mm-hmm. I say, say no more, good man. Say no more. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to say, a huge, huge USA Dead Zone fan. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, <laughs> give me the keys, baby. Give me the keys. Johnny, be good, man. Come on, that's my favorite Anthony Michael Hall movie. Said nobody in the history of movies ever. <laughs> this I is like, like his, his like... Quentin Tarantino moment. You know what I mean? He's like, no, no, in that's in a uh, weird science. Great accent. <laughs> Yeah. Great accent. Okay. We made a woman okay. She has perfect feet okay. All right. I was shocked by how good Norm's Quentin is. Like, we saw saw those clips after Norm Fest. It's like, he was a really good Quentin Tarantino. He's the only one nailing Quentin Tarantino. He kind of looks like him. (laughs) Yeah, no, he did it. In a weird way. Put on a wig. Yeah. They're both almost really good looking, both of those guys. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, as Norm aged, he did start to look more and more like Bob Dole. It got a little weird. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who, by the way, outlived him and none of life is fair. 
<laughs> so, Metroid Dread. Uh, uh-huh. I, I want to mention quickly because it is the inspiration for this week's top five. Yes. It takes the Metroid series in a new direction. One that is occasionally scary because you are running away from these indestructible robots called Emmys. And Metroid has always kind of had this this horror vibe to it. And uh, I thought it would be a fun accompaniment to make this week's top five about horror games set in space. Nice. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't call it Hell Metroid of an injustice. Like there's no space level for the Friday the 13th oh. game as far as I'm I, aware. I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't call Metroid <laughs> horror, but I think the, the word dread describes it perfectly. Like yeah. To yes. me, the Metroid games have always had this like spooky dread when you first arrive at the planet. You're not really sure what goes on in the monsters themselves that attack. You can be a little I think scary. Metroid's score has always been a little hoary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always. Yeah. I mean, at least since the second game. Like, it's always it's, meant to be unnerving. Not so much scary as just creepy. Yeah. There's something yeah. creepy yes. about Metroid. It's funny mm-hmm. that it's based on, like, you know, Alien, and then finally now we're getting to a point where, like, you know, this scene feels kind of intense. Like, this is like, you know, we never really, like, it's hard to do. I think, feel I feel like Metroid uh, Fusion kind of was trying to be yeah, kind of Terminator-y mm-hmm. at points, uh, kind of scary at points. But this one is really, like, a lot more immersive into the mind of what it would be like to, like, be Samus. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's the, a the lot lone more human being yeah. on a planet made of, with killer organisms. And yeah. Yeah, it's, it's something yeah. you don't think about too much because you just, we've been playing these games forever. Although not the last 20 years. I forget how long. <laughs> 20, yeah, 20 years uh, is about right. 20 years, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I tried to be eloquent about it last week, but I'm, I don't know. I'm all over the place with Metroid Dread, and I can't wait to talk about it. I want to yeah. shout out the fucking best loading screens in video games since Solid Snake smoking that cigarette uh, in Metroid <laughs> Dread. <laughs> yeah, I get to see you're sitting in a chair while lights pass over. So it's, it's like, cool. oh, it's still moving. I'm ready for the lo-fi hip-hop mixes with that as the visualizer. Oh, like, man. it's got to be... That's happening. Yeah, it's going to be one of her in the subway already. with headphones like the Spider-Man. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Doing homework at night in Japan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, yeah, we're, we're going to get into the top five space horror games, according to us, right after this. Autumn is in the air. The pumpkins are in the patch. And our friends at Manscaped are here to make sure you don't uh, <laughs> carve your pants pumpkins or your Thanksgiving cord when you're grooming your patch. You know what I mean. Make sure you're keeping things fresh this fall with the leaders in male grooming and their brand new fourth generation performance package. And this season, get 20% off those grooming needs by going to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping using the promo code LaserTime. Because, hey guys, just because it's the Halloween season, it doesn't mean you should walk around looking like the wolf, man. Come on, fellas. There's going to be plenty of sexy costuming afoot, so you got to step up your game a little bit with the Manscaped Performance Package 4.0. The fourth generation lawnmower trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology plus it's waterproof the performance package 4.0 also includes the weed whacker to chop those worst weeds up top in your nose and ears this nose and ear hair trimmer uses a 9,000 rpm motor powered 360 degree rotary dual blade system to provide proprietary skin safe technology which helps prevent nicks snags and tugs in those delicate holes <laughs> seal the deal with the manscaped crop preserver ball deodorant which will have your balls smelling as delicious as pumpkin spice lattes on a chilly autumn morning. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to their Performance Package 4.0, the Manscaped Boxers and Shed Travel Bag. Are you ready to fall head over heels for Manscaped yet? Join the two million men worldwide using Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping using the promo code LASERTIME. That's one word, LASERTIME. 
Once again, that's 20% off plus free shipping with the code LASERTIME at manscaped.com. Make your balls a priority this fall. It's a fall ball. Choose Manscaped because your balls will thank you. And we're back to talk about what? Horror a dinosaur space. story. No, I get confused every time. Horror games. Space yeah. horror. Horror games. We're talking about whores. Whores. <laughs> space and there whores. Should, and there That's should. because it's Spooptober, so every episode has to be about some horror theme. And, and space horror isn't uh, frequently explored enough. It should be done more. It just In movies, yeah. I get it because it, it can be mildly expensive, but it is the ultimate... Every horror movie you see now, they find an excuse to make everyone's cell phone not work. Yeah. Whereas like a derelict shipped in space that you can't escape from does all that without needing to explain anything. Like yeah. the yeah. wall, the walls are poison. You cannot escape this little raft that you're on. So there's no excuse for games not doing it more. Yeah, you and, and you, you know, having now that I've said that, somebody's going to go like, "Well, you clearly didn't play Echo Night Beyond <laughs> <laughs> or any of the other space games that I'm leaving out." But um, yeah, anyway, let's just jump in with oh. number five. The devil is real. I know. I built his cage. I'm getting abnormal readings here. This is bad. Oh, God! I can't hold these levels. Any ideas what that is? No. And a big Event. tip off: the devil is real. Event Horizon for the Game Boy Color. You're wow. Does I, I now be, I want to know if that exists? <laughs> that couldn't be closer to what it probably is. I think it's Doom, right? Yeah, it's Doom Three. Uh, okay. I always forget which, about the which is full horror. Yeah, you forget Holy about it because scary. like yeah. Yeah, it's the only one in the series that's like full-on survival horror. It's not just about like balls-out action. You're being surrounded by monsters at all times. By Doom standards, it's almost slow and contemplative. Like, yeah. Yeah. it begins with with like actual story where you show up at this Mars facility and there's no monsters at all. You're just a Marine showing up for your assignment. I've always dreaded uh, replaying <laughs> Doom 3 just because... Doom's genre was always metal, not horror to me. <laughs> right. Well, and I think yeah. that's why a lot of fans reacted really poorly to this game. But, I I mean, on its own merits, it's a decent space horror game. But people were just like, but that's not Doom. Like, Doom is, yeah. yes, there's demons, but you fucking blow everything. It's a power fantasy game. And they really disliked mm -hmm. 3. For so and I'm like, it's fine. Well, it's dead. well, I think most of the complaints I remember at the time about 3 were, why the fuck... Do I have to choose between holding a gun and holding a flashlight? And the answer is because that's the crux of its horror yes. right there. <laughs> because it's it's a very dark game where shit is going to jump out at you. And that was also the first time I heard the phrase monster closets. Where like, yeah, there'll just be <laughs> closets that monsters like jump out of. They're like touchy. Uh, yeah. Sometimes a lot of them like a clown car. And a lot of the time you can't see them, so you have to choose between, like, do I hold up the light to see and leave myself vulnerable, or do I switch to the gun and stumble around blindly but armed? You Plus do what graphics. every genius does. You turn up the brightness on your TV set and you see everything. Uh, yes, yes, At yes. the time, those graphics were, like, the lighting especially. I just remember yeah. being like, yeah. I feel like a lot of people who were mad about it maybe were like, I want to go, like you were saying, it's a power fantasy, and then they have to face, like, the most realistic, horrifying environment ever put to, like, video probably, game until that. 
probably a good point because this is one of the last like true benchmark games I remember existing. Yeah. Like people needing yeah. to upgrade their PCs mm-hmm. and and describing the difference on each each one of their rigs. And it, yeah, you want you wanted more of a power fantasy from Doom Two, including the power fantasy of you having the ultimate PC, and you had yeah. two ways to be disappointed in Doom Three. <laughs> <laughs> but man, I I remember like I. I don't know, like, maybe, like, the idea with the original Dooms was, like, landed on after it came out, maybe, a little bit. Like, just because it was impossible to make a compelling, like, stealth, <laughs> like, creeping first-person shooter until, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they got to Doom 3 time. Yeah. But, I mean, how yeah. much time was there between, like, uh, the big, what was the name of the end of the last Doom? Uh, Final, Final Doom? Doom? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, between Final Doom and Doom 3, that has to be... It was a while. It was a yeah, long. like a generation. Yeah, it was almost 10 years. Yeah. Actually. Was it really? Pretty stunning. Yeah, like, and totally different yeah. team, right? Because all those other guys mm-hmm. had moved on by then. Yeah, Final Doom was 96. Uh, Doom 3 was 2004. And I did actually buy a new graphics card yeah. just for Doom 3 and then ended up Buying a new one the following year when Half Life Two came out. Oh wow! Well, in my mind, because this was such a benchmark game, I think I still think it would give a little workout to those thirty eighties, nice little warm up for those. Because it's like in my mind's eye when I think of Doom Three, it's kind of how like Xbox Three Sixty games look like. It's it's not yeah. very far mm. far off from where we are graphically today. Like yes, they've refined stuff with way higher resolutions and stuff, but. It's still kind of that look, you know. Yeah, it doesn't feel that old. I mean, they got it on original Xbox, yeah. But um, it also had some unforgettable, like set pieces, like the very first time a capital D demon shows up, like one of the big dudes. I don't know if you guys remember, like, the very first... Like, when I say demon, I mean, like, the big hulking guys. The big dude, the big thighs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. They used to have horns in the original one, and in this one, it's, it's like this big blobby creature that looks like the front half of a beluga whale with cybernetic legs. Yeah. And it jumps down from a balcony and attacks you, and it's kind of weird because, like, you're standing in a room with, like, a glass partition, and it comes and looks at the glass... Goes around the side of the room to where there is a steel door and tries to punch through it like an Alien 3. And then uh, after denting it a few times, it comes back around to the glass and just walks right through, basically. I, like, remember that now that you walked me through that. I, like, I can, like, that was, I mean, that's like the zombie turning around in Resident Evil 1 almost. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. like, the. it's kind of on that level for me. I don't know. It was at the right time, I think. Yeah, like well, that that's the the main thing I remembered from playing it originally. Like, oh, I, I have to I have to find that scene, and the other one, of course, was uh, so you played around with sanity effects sometimes, where like you know you'd look in the mirror in the bathroom and it would just like abruptly zoom in with your first person view to like you see yourself standing there surrounded by flames, and then it cuts away and everything's back to normal. Um, my personal favorite part was uh, just walking through a hallway and hearing this all of a sudden. <laughs> Bloody footsteps on the ground in front of you. Yeah, I forgot that there was like hallucination type stuff. Yeah. 
and I distinctly remember that they took my baby because, and I tell this story every time Doom 3 comes up, so apologies to anyone who's heard it. But while I was playing it, I had headphones on, was sitting in a dark room and was just like sitting there wild eyed at the screen. And uh, my wife just comes in and like puts her hand on my shoulder and like to, to get my attention. And I just like freak the fuck out. Uh, <laughs> so I remember the mm. only game we ever streamed together was Five Nights at Freddy's and you did mm. everything a grown man is supposed to do during a Five Nights at Freddy's stream. You were very, very affected by it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I yelped and, and laughed a bunch, if you I remember did. right. Yeah. But the, the jump scares worked way more on you than they did on me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, that stuff's always effective. <laughs> we used to get Loud drunk yelling. and play that old Slender game. That was oh, yeah. like, how is that? Terrible. I heard, it, it, was like, heard it wasn't very good. It's like a really smooth PS1 game that didn't have anything in it. No. <laughs> but it scared the shit out of people. I'll tell you that. Doom's 3's tone was solidified for being the basis of that awful 2005 movie. Yes. Yeah, and, yeah it's true. Do you guys if, ever play Doom... the, the expansion of this game, The Resurrection of Evil? No. I don't I think I did, yeah. I didn't either, no. I, it's, it's weird because I was like, yeah, I guess... Yeah, because it would have been a while before then the next Doom game after that, so there had to have been something in between, and that was that expansion. Yeah. I'll always remember that Doom movie because uh, when I was yeah. in Germany, uh, I was at a house party with a bunch of people that spoke German and not English, and I watched the movie Doom three times in a row, uh, and it was uh, the German talking was just like louder than the English talking. Which is like crazy. Like it was, it was like driving me insane. And I sat there and I watched it three times in a row. I that, couldn't believe the it. German house parties are nuts. Three Doom viewings in a row. Hmm. Yeah, they just you know they just want something on over there. Just, I guess born wow. to suffer. Yeah, they, you know, wonderful uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson Carl Urban vehicle. Uh, <laughs> Famous oh God, for its Carl very Urban. cheesy haunted house style first person sequence. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing about Doom 3 is they move the gun to the side, right? Yeah, I think so. It was, yeah, it's a little little bit off center. Yeah, that, that's, you know, that's big for Doom, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, right. You were always firing. The first two tombs had your gun was like a turret. You yeah, mm-hmm. hold it like, a, like, a, like yeah. a hot cop from an 80s show straight in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> legs shoulder width apart. But I, I still remember seeing Doom for the first time after, like, being a Wolfenstein addict and, and like, just the... The, the bob on the gun that it would like go up and down as you're running and like that seemed so realistic at the time. Right. <laughs> like, wow, look at the detail in this. We were basically still being entertained by a puppet show at that point. We were like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. the picture! <laughs> <laughs> My mom's keys. Yeah. You've just described gaming in the early 90s. It's like those pens where the, where the fucking swimsuit comes off yeah. the lady, basically. <laughs> Same graphics as Doom. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly that. Out of my car is damage. Game triple A. I love that the gun would bob, but you couldn't aim vertically in those early Doom games. Still, yeah. it was just like, oh you yeah, we we'll get to. there. If you, if there was an enemy above you, the bullets would just find it, uh, as long as you shot in the right direction. Yeah, just like so. in real life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so yeah, Doom Three. The the like one standout kind of scary episode of the series. Speaking of installments in a series that are scarier than their predecessors. Number four. Hey Morgan, wake up! You're burning daylight. You sent the helicopter to pick you up. It's just a few tests. Don't forget to wear your suit. See you soon. Oh, listen. Uh, really great you decided to come on board. We're going to shake things up, Morgan. 
like old times. Uh, Benedict Wong is wishing you a good morning in what game? Not aliens? No, not aliens. Okay. Not quite. Uh, this is Prey. This is Prey from ah, 2017. Okay, okay. New, newer be, Prey. Yeah, not to be confused with older Prey, which was completely different. Which I loved so not, much. Not horror-y at all, but uh, I do. the Reaper, baby. Fear the Reaper. Yeah. I, re- I really like Prey. Um, I did, full confession, get stuck several hours in. Uh, I think... Uh, some giant thing trapped me in a save room where I had like very low ammo, and like every time I ran outside, it would stomp me. So um, that kind of ended my run. But it tells the story of Morgan Yu, a man or woman who, at the very beginning of the game, you you wake up in this very shiny apartment and get on a helicopter and go to you and your brother's company to run some tests and and like. They seem like really simple tests, but the scientists are kind of baffled at your very obvious reactions to them. And uh, then something kind of creepy happens. Well done. Well done. We're nearly through it. For this next part, I'm going to display an image. I want you to take a good look at it. In a moment, I'm going to ask you what... Uh, is my coffee? It's empty. In a world where coffee cups can kill. I was, that's is that why that's the meme about that game? Yeah, because the only thing anyone ever says when they bring up Prey from 2017 is, "Oh, that's the one where a coffee mug can turn into an alien and kill you." It's yeah, like, well, it's it's more that aliens turn into coffee mugs. Yes, and and pretty much anything else in the environment. So. Part of the fun in those early stages, when you get out and start fighting aliens and exploring, the basic TIE fighters of the the Typhons that you're fighting, the, the, the very basic models are like these spidery things called mimics that, like, crawl around and what their MO is is to, like, dart out of sight of you like they'll they'll just like run across your vision and disappear somewhere and then you'll like turn the corner and like okay where did it go and it's transformed itself into something in the environment and it's kind of fun to figure out like okay there's two chairs where there should only be one chair that's the you know the obvious side it's like you're looking for something that's duplicated yeah sometimes it's it's obvious like a chair sometimes it's like oh you'd killed an alien there earlier and it mimicked uh the chunk of corpse that's sitting there so uh, you might not be able to tell immediately that, like, oh, this is the dangerous thing that I need to hit with my wrench. That's kind of like there, when you get invaded in Dark Souls, like, people, there's an item that will change you into an environment item. Except in yeah. real life, people are dumb shits, and it's like, oh, that, you know, pillar is moving slowly across the map. You know, like, they never resist moving. But, uh, yeah, it's a similar mm-hmm. thing of, like, it's almost like you got to, you know, what well, spot the difference between these two pictures. You're like, something's not right here. But what the thing, though, with this mechanic is, like, once you engage the aliens, I think a lot of people, didn't they just end up fighting them? Because it is, it is a shooter at its core. It's like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah. I mean, you can. They'll, they'll still try to leap out at you and attack you. But it, that, that initial playfulness that the game has with you is, is part of what makes the early stages fun. Yeah. Um, and eventually you will get that ability yourself. You can turn into a coffee cup. Which comes in useful. It's like, oh, there's like a locked security booth. I'm going to jump up on the counter, turn into a coffee cup, and roll through the little slot that they use to like pass papers through. And is uh, that a metaphor? Unlock it from inside. Like, is some game dev staring at the coffee mug on his desk all day and being like, "This is killing us. This is the coolest thing I've ever seen." Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) More of these. 
I remember um, also, like, I didn't play this game, but I remembered because I, I don't know why I didn't either because I freaking love uh, Arcane, right? Uh, was you part of the general public who ignored this fucking game? <laughs> I had no idea that it was, it was like, so beloved, you know, but... Uh, the, uh, the, I remember there was something similar to the, like, Assassin's Creed multiplayer, too, that they, that they either added to the game later, or that, yeah, was, there, yeah. I think there, there was a mode, like a multiplayer mode where one player is trying to mimic and it's like a hide and seek thing. Yeah, yeah. I, I was trying to play this game like a regular shooter on a stream. I had a miserable fucking time with it and I had to go, like, read about it. Like, I did not play this game. One of the first AAA games I did not play correctly, and I just did not enjoy. That, that was the problem, yes. I think, with Arcane mm-hmm. games up until Deathloop recently, is a lot of people just never felt like they were playing their games correctly, because they give you so much choice, and you're like, well, fuck. Yeah. If I mess anything mm-hmm. up, I didn't get the good ending. Fuck. You know, I was looking for the key card to unlock more level, and apparently I should have been turning into objects in the environment. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know what I should have been doing, but like I'd see playthroughs of the same sessions, and like I didn't do that at all. And just that the game had given given you those options, and I just didn't know they were there because I was too busy saying catchphrases into my streaming uh, shoutcaster <laughs> mic. Um, those are the days. Those uh, are the days. The Yeti blue mic. The good oh, old fashioned yeah. guy. I was too busy doing a disservice to the game for the likes and the clout. And you, uh, you know what did it? In a way, we all were. This game. In a way, we all were. Yeah. I think that uh, the one thing that did disservice this game, and one reason I think many people didn't hear about it was just like the original prey and the supposed sequel that was being worked on that got canceled because this was like a this was a reboot you know they basically Mm -hmm. bethesda owns the rights to prey and it really had nothing to to do with the original except for aliens and the name but i I kind of love the original i I I love the original it's it's just like yeah, where else do you get to play as a Native American who goes through space dimensions and fights aliens. aliens? It's fucking dope, yeah. dude. It's like Fast and the Furious. I'm not trying to... I don't need much from this. Just give... You know, I, Plus, I that, like that opening bar scene yeah. is this iconic, man. Don't fear the yeah, Reapers yeah. playing. Everything's floating away and shit. Well, Art yeah. Bell is also on the radio of periodically. Um, of course. Yeah, I do love... One thing that I think Arcane... And I, it didn't. This didn't really click into place for me until playing Deathloop. But one thing that they seem to do really well is create these alternate timelines and like these visions of an era that could have been. Right. Yeah. Like with Deathloop, we get like the, this Ultralux 1960s setting, or like they they talked about like yeah, we went and watched like you know the the more recent Man from Uncle movie and just like tried to get this idealized version of the 60s mm. that never really existed. And then Dishonored is minds. like this old like, the Victorian, alter, alternate Victorian yep. era, isn't it? Yeah. Yep, exactly. And this is an alternate future that stems from an alternate 60s where JFK was never assassinated. And in his second term, he put serious support behind the space program and that leads to this ridiculous Art Deco space station uh, somewhere orbiting the moon. Everybody then, smokes because it's from the 60s. You know, fucking mm-hmm. smoking on a space station. <laughs> I hope well. to smoke on a space station before I die. <laughs> Me too. Oxygen is unlimited, right? Yeah. Thank you. Hell yeah, dude. <laughs> but, like, I remember my, my first impression of the game was, like, you know, I'd recently seen something about, like, oh, if you build anything in space, like, it has to be super compact, everything, like, you know, weight is extremely important, everything has to have a purpose, uh, so, you know, something as big as the Starship Enterprise would be ridiculous, and so you, the first view you have of the space station Talos's lobby is, like, this 
gigantic atrium of like a corporate headquarters somewhere where it's just like this skyscraper style interior and there's like giant winged lion statues and you look out the window it's like we're floating in space how is all this supported i guess it doesn't matter who cares i'm going to go into the gift shop and look at the history of talos one and steal a neuromod um yeah that and like the the whole conceit is that like yeah, early on you, you realize you're stuck in this simulation of like your first day before you went into space and you don't understand why. And it turns out there the, you've been they've been experimenting on you with these things called neuromods, which you install them and they give you all kinds of cool skills. But if you ever take them out, your memory is reset to right before you put them in. So um, you've basically been living a Groundhog Day scenario where, like, you're running through a simulation of the same day over and over again, but you've been in space the whole time. Wait, it's sort of like so complex. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can't believe all <laughs> those ideas like are time in loops. one game together. Yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, it's, it's all about, like, figuring out why. Why are you in this situation? Why does your brother seem to be withholding things from you? What, what's going on? How do you kill all these aliens? That's really the, the main thing. Thing. Uh, how do you kill these aliens when you're constantly running low on resources like in any good survival horror game? Anyway, Prey 2017. It's pretty cool. But, you know what? Playing it, I was kind of struck by how similar it is. Like, eerily similar to another game on our list. Like, clearly this took some heavy inspiration from our... Number three! Steady yourself, soldier. This is Dr. Janice Polito of the computer ops staff of the Von Braun. You're safe for the time being. You're recovering from the effects of surgery and will be unable to remember any of the events of the last few weeks. You're on board the starship Von Braun and something's gone very, very wrong. Is this ringing any bells for anyone? I mean, I know oh. this is freaking System Shock. Yeah, System Shock 2. Oh, good. So this is always like talked about as like it was a high point a pioneer in the fields of like survival horror and inter immersive sims space adventures it was created by the same team that went on to do bioshock and it still holds up surprisingly well like playing it playing it now especially if you you know mod the shit out of it and get it so it has like you know moodier lighting and more realistic graphics but um yeah has has anyone played this at all yeah i mean well, did you to me, this is like the game that has like the ultimate like late like like the golden age PC game stank on it of any yeah, of yeah, any game so. there is right and like it's almost like hard to explain to people like this game would be a great like I I kind of don't like the idea of when a team takes a game that's already been made and just remakes it again with better mm -hmm. graphics but I feel like this is one of those games that's kind of fallen into the trap that like. A lot of black and white, mo not trap, but like the like the pit that a lot of black and white movies and old timey things fall into, where people, even though it's a masterpiece, you know, honestly, this game is a mm -hmm. actual masterpiece if you've if, if you've ever played it, where people just don't want to touch it anymore because it doesn't look good like to their eyes anymore. You know what I mean? Right. And yeah. and, and uh, I don't know the ideas in this game. It's very similar to Bioshock in like a lot of ways. Uh, just in mm -hmm. terms of how it works, you just get mods on your body and, you know, I don't know. It's kind of like cyberpunk or, uh, something like that. Uh, I don't know. This game was really good. It made a really big impact yeah. on me as like a young man who played this game. Well, like even like Bioshock, I feel like streamlined and, uh, 
I'm sure that some people would say it dumbed down a lot of the ideas from System Shock 2. Like, it, it's very restrictive. Like, not only are you dealing with limited resources, but you're dealing with very limited resources to give yourself skills. For example, if you want to use a shotgun, uh, you need to have unlocked, like, standard weapons level three and to do that you if, if you start out with like just a basic proficiency in standard weapons you'll have to spend like 18 of these little chits that you get for uh you know you'll you'll find them scattered around in chests or on corpses and and you'll sometimes be awarded them because oh you did this thing here have some uh, some award points and uh and yeah then you, you get to spend them on like oh do i raise my base stats? Do I give myself psionic abilities? Do I let myself be a better hacker? Or, or do I spend it on finally using this shotgun that's been taking up three slots in my inventory for the past two hours? Uh, yeah, that's true. It's much more like, yeah, that's what I mean. It's a very PC. It's R- It's got mm-hmm. way more RPG. Like You could yeah. never do that without a mouse. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, I mean, no. you probably could, it'd, but it'd be hard to play. Yeah, yeah. it'd be ugly. And right? I, I don't think you can play it without a keyboard and mouse. I, I, I don't think there's this a controller point, yeah. thing. I don't, I don't think it. there's a this console version of it. Yeah, I don't nope, think so. There is definitely mm-hmm. not. Um, there might be. I, I know that the the first game, System Shock, is getting mm-hmm. a pretty good looking remake from Night Dive, and uh, you can you can download the demo on Steam now. It's supposedly coming out sometime this year. And they uh, yeah, they, I, I get confused because it's in like. Too? Yeah, System Shock, System Shock 3 is also one of those that's allegedly in development, but it keeps Oof. kind of getting kicked down. I feel like I haven't heard that phrase in years. Yeah, <laughs> except I think they just announced a TV show. Really? System week. Shock? Yeah, I think so, yeah. What in the world yeah. are people doing? That is yeah. crazy. <laughs> uh, starting streaming services, services and desperate for content. Just write a show about something yeah. new. Why do you need yeah, a, a depth? Right. Nobody even knows about System Shock. Yeah, dude, Shock. make your own squid game. What are you doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> squid it out, um, guys. Come on. Yeah, squid it up. Come Everybody on. Everybody squids it. Yeah, I haven't seen that yet. One of, one of the cool things about it is um like it doesn't it doesn't really do jump scares. Uh it does have really good sound design that will alert you to enemies that are nearby cuz they'll just like pop up randomly and start wandering around. You can hear like oh uh, there's a door op- that opened like two rooms away from me. And uh, I'm just hearing this dude moaning. We, we do not welcome you. Kill me! It's another thing all these great immersive sims have in common is using a wrench as your melee weapon, but then you end up using it all the damn time. It's very heavy, Michael. It has that satisfying... It's- heavy mm-hmm. feel when you hit and land hits with it. I, I blame Bioshock Condemned. has one. I blame yeah. Condemned. Condemned really hit that home for me. Low-key, that game is like way better than it gets credit for. That first Condemned oh, yeah. game, that game is tight. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Love that game. Yeah, but th- this game, it's it, people do, I feel like, hold this aloft with like Half-Life 2 as PC gaming changed, uh, or, or at least shooters changed after this, and I think it was just because the story, mm. right? It was telling so much story that um, it was a yeah. mind blow. Well, plus r- the, the freaking enemy, the the bad guy is so cool. Yeah, mm. Shodan. Yeah, and yeah, not not to spoil too much, but um, you know, you you might be led astray, and um, but all you all you know at first is that you're surrounded by monsters. The ship's AI is completely hostile, and so you, you basically have no friends. Intruder entering medical sector A. Intruder, the many demonstrate of your intentions. Are you allied with her? 
Do you not know of her intentions, of her history? She once tried to destroy your species, and now you do her bidding. Intruder entering medical center A. Yeah, you don't know who she is at this point. She, so she's that's David Bowie. Cryptic uh, and strange. She's an effective Bowie. GLaDOS. Yeah, hmm. it did sound very much like David Bowie, you're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I, she I don't know is why. the babe, the babe with the power. What power? The power of the voodoo. So, so. The, the many he's talking about refers to, so they're, they're, everyone on the ship appears to have been killed and possessed by, like, these alien worms that uh, attach to their heads. Gross. And, yep. And become their weak points if you if you get enough of their alien organs and research them, which is a whole other weird thing that it does. Where it's like uh, unknown item, like I'm put, I'm gonna invest points in my research skill and research this item, and it's gonna stop partway through to tell me it needs some fermium. Sure. So I need to go to the the chemical storehouse and get some. I'm sure, you're researching alien organs, Michael. Whoa, whoa! Mm-hmm. This is research. Yeah. This is for research. <laughs> oh, I'm researching it with my hands. In my mouth. <laughs> I can't believe I'm I'm stroking this alien organ to research oh, I'm, it. I'm learning so much. <laughs> anyway, don't play Who System Shock 2. It's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> but our bit was good. Our bit, yeah. our, listen to our bit. Dude. It's fantastic. It's won a convert in me. I finally gave in and played it, you know, just because... Uh, all the years of cajoling, I'm like, no, no, this is really amazing, and like trying to play, and it's like, yeah, it's so hokey. Like, I, I am in that demographic of like, you know, the black and white, like, oh, this doesn't look very good, but no, like, it's fine, it's fine, it holds up perfectly. You just have to give it a chance. I feel like it's it's in that Deus Ex, like the original Deus Ex territory with me, mm-hmm. where it's like, yeah, this is an important game. I don't think I can go back to this game. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and yeah, I remember. You before can I was- and you should. Or is in the games industry before I was even drinking, my PC gaming friends called this the best game ever made. Mm-hmm. It was in that zone. Time. It's like a Fight Club yeah. type mm-hmm. game where you're Something. just like, this is the best. This is the best. I was I was young when I, this came out. It's the greatest thing I've ever. It's the Bible. <laughs> so mm-hmm. It came out the same year. Oh really? Didn't they? Didn't those same friends say so. that about Fortnite, Chris? Though, so it's like I mean, yes. I don't. You know. Yes, my my friends aren't were in preschool then. So, <laughs> dude, Fortnite. They just good. watched a lot of YouTube. Come on, Fortnite's good. <laughs> uh, uh, Roblox. Ro- I'm just throwing out. Yeah. You know, I liked the narrative. Uh, okay. <laughs> oh, you 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 like narratives? Well, you might like. I like bland deals. Number two. There's a killer. A killer. What does that even mean? I ain't seen it, but it's here, picking us off one by one. What are you saying? A psycho? A person? No, something else. A monster. Coffee cup. (laughs) Some kind of alien. (laughs) (laughs) Is this a Mel Brooks picture? Some kind of alien? I don't know. Oh, man. Uh, uh, These are xenophobomorph. Xenomorph. There it is. That's a transmorphous. Xenophobe <laughs> totally would have been a good entry in this list. Anyway. Oh, shit. Yeah, uh, this is Alien Isolation. Yeah, right? Alien Isolation. Possibly the best alien game ever, I think. It's, like, what, uh, it's one the, of my favorite games ever, period. Yeah. Kind of the only alien game ever. Everything yeah. else has been trying to rip off AVP mm-hmm. from it's the very Jaguar. True. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah. It's all just been action-y. Like, this is the, mm-hmm. the only one I can think of that is actually scary. Yeah. And actually, like... 
you know, because you are mostly defenseless when it comes to the, the alien itself, like, you know, it, it's sort of like, okay, I'm going to jump in and swim with the shark now. Uh, you mm. have to kind of push yourself. At least I did a little bit. Oh, you've because been watching like, me play Far Cry 6. I got you. They give you so much shit to do, and then you keep trying everything that you, like, patiently craft on the alien one after the other. And, like, mm-hmm. none of them fucking work. And then no, nope. you're running from the alien, and you finally think you got away from the alien, and then some bald guy with red eyes comes and strangles you to death, even though he, like, shoves you around first for three minutes. <laughs> that's, that's that's alien isolation in a nutshell, but somehow it works so good. Well, like the fact that the alien is is randomized, they sold it like, oh, it can show up at any time. In reality, there are certain parts of the game where it can show up at any time. Like it's not going to pop up during a cutscene or something right. like that. And and actually, like it, you don't really even see it for like the first hour or so. Yeah, for um, a long time. Yeah, and then it's all about, like, staying quiet, staying out of its view. Uh, you can hide in lockers and try to hold your breath when it comes up and sniffs it. It, like, gets right up in your face. And, uh, yeah, it's it's spooky, and you don't really have a defense other than running and hiding. Yeah. there's Everybody lies on the Internet, but uh, I read something about this game having some sort of AI mechanism built into it for the alien where, like, mm-hmm. there's, like, a frontal... AI for the alien that kind of knows where you are based on its senses. Uh, Interesting. And, and it, that's like the basic AI of it just like hunting you down, but that's like too easy to avoid if you're like good at shooters and stuff. So mm. there's like another AI that's like a second sense that the alien has that is sometimes giving him extra clues to where you are as the game goes on at random so that mm. he can like sort of be a little bit better at hunting you down than he should be. Uh, so you can't just stay cool, in the same uh, hiding space it. for... Yeah, yeah Alex, exactly. I, I think you're wrong. What I heard is, like, one of the aliens always runs away from you. One always chases after you. One does random patterns. I'm This is the Pac-Man ghost. I'm just describing Pac-Man. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was going to say one of them always tells the truth and the other one always lies. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have to ask him, are you a rhinoceros? Uh-huh. Uh, no, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, the other thing about this game that's... Uh, really neat is uh they really like went for it with like the look like chris mm. was saying like it's alien and not aliens and they really leaned yeah. into like the sort of like ridley scott like green ugly sci-fi screen yeah. aesthetic yeah. and this is yeah. the thing that's cool is that it's not on a wayland yutani craft right it's like on some kind of like best buy like house brand version like it's like yeah the Sebastopol station. Yeah, it's like a shittier company. So, like, the androids look worse. Like, the yeah. graphic design Seats is a little crappier. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, it's cool. like the Amazon Kindle Fire device compared to the Googles of the world. It's like, they, I love that in their universe, they're like, no, Wayland Yutani, they're like the big, bad megacorp. And there's there's some smaller, shittier corporations that don't have stuff. Mm-hmm. Even even as nice as the shitty Wayland Yutani stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well... And, and yeah, like that you have like the, the code breaker device that looks like, you know, brings up symbols that look like they were generated on an Atari 2600. Uh, you've got the saving like phone booths where you actually have to, it takes time. Like you have to put in a card and stand there waiting while it lights yeah, up can and get then you, you yeah. can save. And like, yeah, something could kill you while you're trying to save. So it doesn't make them a very safe haven. I've never, ever finished this game. Never. 
It has a wild. Either. It has kind of a wild last act that kind of is. It kind of goes mm. to Crazy Pants Town a little bit towards the end, but it's still really good. And like, there's all this DLC and stuff for it that's yeah. really yeah. good. And like, the they brought back a bunch of the cast. I think yeah. all the surviving cast, several of whom have died recently. I've, yeah, I've got a clip. Whatever it was, it was big. And... You sure took him into the airship? Disappeared into one of the cooling ducts. My question is, it's using the air ducts to move around. You know, the primary air shaft may work to our advantage. We can lead it through down to the main airlock. Who gets to go into the vent? Everybody sounds so old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's Yafet Kodo at his oldest. Yep. Literally, like, moments before his death or something. Oh, yeah. God. Not really. No, not really. A couple years. Relax, Michael. They got, he they died got recently. Tom Skerritt, Harry Dean Stanton, of course, Sigourney Weaver. Um, they all sounded winded. Every single one of them. <laughs> <laughs> that's just there's just extra age from being uh, in space and being chased around by an alien for so long. It's true. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. And didn't Dan O'Bannon like write the game too? Didn't he have something to do with it? Return of the Living Dead's Dan O'Bannon. The aliens, Dan O'Bannon. I know. I just I like Return of the Dead more than Alien. Oh no, it's Dan Abnett who wrote it actually. Oh, you're so close. Hmm. I was close. Yeah. I mean, it's another Dan, another another dis- another prominent Dan writer. <laughs> yeah, I've never finished it, but this is one that I go back like every couple of years and like play through more of it. So it's like it's a very slow burn for me. It's been Eventually, my October goal for it. the past three years to play this for Halloween, and I never get around to it. Maybe this year I'll finally knock it's, it. Out. I think just it's not unlike Prey. It's like difficult to know whether you're playing it right because you don't know for a long time. Like, am I, am I, did I execute this game yet or not? Like, what? Where's the alien at? Yeah. It's difficult to know. You have to like pretend you kinda like it kinda requires that you sort of like D and D your way in. Like you gotta like RP a little bit as a character in a alien movie. Same thing with I think that's like an arcane sort of like yeah. hallmark is that they just invite you you have to sort of like engage your own imagination still a little bit to mm-hmm. to get there, which is not necessarily inducive to good game design all the time in terms of mechanics communicating mechanics to the player. I definitely felt very, like, confused that nothing worked on the alien at first until I realized, like, no, 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 no. Like, you're supposed to feel like it's unfair. Like, it's, like, yeah. the yeah. upsetting feeling, like, when Mike My- Michael Myers, <laughs> not Mike Myers, the Canadian comedian, but Michael Myers, <laughs> the yeah, baby! Captain Kirk face. Equally scary. Demon man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The James Bond of horror. Uh, <laughs> if, uh, if, you know, if he's there and you know you're not going to make it, it feels hopeless, and that's kind of just the vibe. I, I recommend it. I, I think it's worth beating. I don't. I think yeah. it's. I think it makes a big splash and peaks about seventy percent of the way through. Uh, but I, I still think it's totally like a game that if you, if you are looking for a game to play this Halloween, that's not the Castlevania Advance Collection, which I've already played for twenty hours. Uh, yeah, right, check like out it. Alien Isolation. It's really freaking good. All right. Yeah, fine. True. Fine. The, I'll do it. True. True. High point. It's on. It's still on Game Pass, so yeah. you can Did get it, it for thirty dollars or get two months of Game Pass. So, so try is it Prey, out. incidentally. Just saying. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Oh, that's that's right. Yeah. I might play that. Although I already owned it on PlayStation because I got it on PlayStation for like five bucks one time. Yeah. Like the deluxe edition that has apparently uh, Danny O'Dwyer from Noclip, big, big fan of the deluxe edition for Prey, has this mode called like Moon Crash, which makes it like Mm, a roguelike where you have to like Mm -hmm. try to get through the station. And yeah. Good. Yeah. We're not talking about Prey anymore, but man, fucking good game. Well, that's number two. What could number one possibly be? Number one. 
those blasts sound familiar to anybody? Oh, Earthbound. This, uh, Dead space. Are you cutting off limbs in, the, in those clips, Michael? You are cutting off limbs. Yeah. This is Benson, Trap Engineering. We think we figured it out. Smith killed one. Listen, forget about shooting him in the body. You gotta cut off the limbs. Grab a cutter, anything like that. Cut them apart. You gotta cut off the limbs. Grab a cutter. Uh, you gotta get the, the letters. Oh, the letters of every chapter. You gotta stack them up so you can read the secrets. <laughs> this is dead space of course yeah, of course dead space um, with the cut off their limbs painted like in blood on the wall and yeah. then, and they made sure they had to tell you that because that was the cool hook that was a cool mechanic in this game mm-hmm. is like hey shooting him in the head i think eventually does kill every creature but it's like it's way more efficient to cut off their arms and legs and that is heck yeah. that's their weak point you know <laughs> not every game lets you shoot babies but not every game <laughs> lets you shoot babies in the tendrils yeah <laughs> shoot and babies arms Touche. Yeah. yeah. I can't say much about this. I work for I work for Strangulation Studios, which a lot of oh, the yeah. team from this game works with me now. And so they man, uh I, I hear lots of really cool stories about one of my favorite games. Um yeah, I mean the fucking game rules. It's the reason when you when you think space horror video games, you still think of Dead Space. Like it you know Oh yeah. It's, it's like really like, underlined a thing that is like really it's like a test, right? Because it's like one of those things where graphics finally got good enough to do something that we've been waiting for, which is to make this one environment that's like in a million bajillion fuck trillion movies that we love into mm-hmm. a real explorable place, like a totally oppressive, like, you know, almost like a Warhammer ship that's empty somewhere, you know, that's mm. just been overrun. And it's just so good at doing that that they even I feel like they toned it down for the other two games because it was so like brutally dark a lot, a lot of people have never been able to finish Dead Space because it's it's got this so much tension and is, is scary yeah. it's like a genuinely scary game that it stresses it, it was too many people out the first game to, to nail the quietness of space and how fucking mm. frightening that would be to walk around on the outside of a hull of a ship oh yeah yeah I, I think I've got the opposite problem Matt because I've never been able to finish Dead Space 2 because it doesn't hold my interest the way that Dead Space One did. Like, so mm. there's something about exploring the Ishimura, like that that Planet Cracker class mining ship, and and just having like yeah, this one big coherent environment uh, that's infested with aliens. Just a a really lot compelling. of people think too. A lot of people prefer to they they it, it's mm. like they, they, they might think of it as the peak of that original trilogy. <laughs> well, yeah. Kind of became uncharted. Uh, for the second mm-hmm. one, a little bit. Yeah, and I well, it's, it's, yeah. it's it's this beautiful uh, catch twenty two. Like Dead Space couldn't have existed anywhere outside of EA, and then EA was never satisfied with the results of one, and kept like, well, let's try this new trend with two, and then this really new trend with three, and kind of throw away everything that was good about one to take advantage of a modern gaming trend. It's something like only it, it, the first game couldn't have existed outside of a hyper corporate, well funded environment. And this is also what you get as we keep stepping down. Well, the I, th- line. I think one of the reasons the first game was such a miracle is it's so not the type of game EA was yeah. making back then. Like mm. uh, yeah. when you talk to or like, now. Glenn Schofield, like you know the guy mm. that when you think Dead Space, he like tells those stories of like yeah, you know it's not like it, that game wasn't necessarily a given or anything that EA would normally have made. You know, so yeah, I'm, I'm shocked. It. it I'm pretty shocked it happened. There's nothing else in EA's catalog that looks like Dead Space. Nothing. No. Every once in a while, EA goes into experimental mode. Like they realize sure. we've been doing the yearly sports game thing too. too. Like mm-hmm. that's Mirror's Edge is another result of kind of you mm-hmm. know them sure. stretching their wings. And sometimes it results in cool stuff like this. You know, so 
I'm glad they have the yeah. money to yeah. do that every once in a while. And it freaking hit too. Like I remember yeah. when this game dropped, like it spread like in the traditional sort of like word of mouth type way. I remember playing it and people coming into my house and being like, are you playing that game dead space? Like, God damn, that looks fucking terrifying. <laughs> like what the fuck? How come it has no HUD? There's no HUD man. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, just calm down. Calm down. Look at his spine. It, it also started a trend. We talked, I don't know if it started, but, uh, Remember the curb stomping bodies? No, well, there's curb stomping is cool, but the creepy uh, twinkle twinkle little star sung in the trailer. Like then every trailer game trailer had to have like creepy version. Yeah, the the very breathy (laughs) cover of an established song. Uh, I'm always going to get Bob Goulet to do nanny nanny poo poo, (laughs) nanny nanny boo boo, stick your head in poo poo. Oh, it's like Richard Cheese Dead Space. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh. But yeah, I mean, also the game has, like, speaking of Event Horizon, right? Like, it has, like, a pretty yeah. interesting little story that, like, I don't know. I feel like the first one really nails it the first time out the gate because they had the, they, they had the like, uh, zero reputation needed to, like, keep mm. the story small and, like, not make it, like, a marketable story and kind of just give you what you need to know to keep the mood alive and the, the, the schlocky sort of twist doesn't really wasn't really begging for like continued scrutiny over that storyline i don't think in the first game doesn't feel like they were like they were like we're gonna drop this on them and then we're gonna continue to tell the story of isaac getting over that problem and i don't know (laughs) if i should spoil it here but like there's a very famous easter egg uh in 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 dead space that has to do with the first letter of every chapter title oh right oh yeah yeah yeah. i know what you Uh, mean and uh you know i just feel like the the first one just did a bunch of stuff right, and then they tried to like make a thing out of it, and and uh, yeah. you know Dead Space Wait, sort of stands. They, do they alone. not? Sh- do they not show his face in the first one and just sit in the second one? Like we well, got to show the Space Marine's face. Yes. Everyone and, wants and, to see his bald head. I yes. think you see his face like at the very end of the first game. Okay. Like he takes off his helmet and just kind of has that like moment, like that alien one moment of relief. Like ah, oh, safety! I could take off my helmet. And oh yeah, you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. But um, he's like not he, even he's not even a he's not even a marine though he's like a no yeah, he's, he's like a Mario he's, that's type the thing. character. His whole yeah. appeal was he's an everyman engineer guy. But that's why he had one of the coolest weapons. He didn't mm-hmm. have just like a, a rifle. He had a fucking plasma cutter, plasma and cutter. that was the yeah. key to that game. It's like and, and that one I think that we did a list about uh, that included that in like the games where the first weapon you get is like the best one through the whole game and like yeah Yeah. the plasma cutter is amazing i'll I'll just upgrade that if it feels better than anything else the only one i like about as much is the like bigger cutter (laughs) yeah the saw blade yeah Yeah, the the telekinetic saw blade is pretty fun too the shotgun yeah never after those three weapons everything else is like typical video game weapon yeah Mm. this one explodes big but one of the reasons that I feel strongly about this being number one on our list is like even though it kind of hamstrings its horror elements a bit by making you heavily armed, like you're still kind of like underpowered next to what you're facing. You don't want to, yeah. You never want to see the fuckers. You never. Yeah, but, you don't feel good when you see them. But here's here's the thing. Like so, a game like Alien, if you're scared of the xenomorph or Alien Isolation, if you're scared of the xenomorph. You can often get over that by just throwing yourself at it repeatedly and letting it kill you. And once you've experienced the worst of what it can do, it's not as scary anymore. And you can you can uh, operate a little bit more coolly. Whereas in this, 
everything kills you in a different way. <laughs> and that's simultaneously impressive and it makes every new encounter absolutely horrifying. Like one of the things that grabs you and like rips your head off and then you get to watch as it replaces your head, just like reaches tendrils down the stump of your neck and like, oh, I'm yeah. going to drive this body now. It's like a thousand little wise. Mortal Kombat fatalities are yeah. packed into that game. Yeah, I remember there was one boss that just like impales Isaac and like spins him around, chopping off all of his limbs as it goes. Like, holy shit, that's horrifying. And, yeah, and you, uh, you have to watch this happening to quote unquote you on screen over and yeah. over again. And it's demoralizing really does hurt. It really feels nasty. Mm -hmm. It wasn't yeah. until, like, the Tomb Raider reboots for, man, we started to feel really bad for Elite again with, oh, with those death man, she got bodied right yeah. out the gate Oof. in that one. Yes. Oof, so many. She's sliding uh, down that thing right at the beginning with the, like, brambly wood. You just get, like, but, I mean, but that like, was inspired what? by Dead Space. Like, that wouldn't have existed if Dead Space didn't have those paired kills, you know? So much better than in Batman where they're like... <laughs> Fuck you, Batman! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ha ha, I'm probably gonna take your mask off now! Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nobody butt punches me, Bat. <laughs> but. <laughs> uh, reload your save, I guess. Uh, yeah. Whack, whack! <laughs> I'm the penguin! Yeah, it's it's like he's in the room with us. I mean, bats. If you oh. wanted to butt punch me, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Is what I'm saying. Yeah. Nobody just, butt punts me. Is what just, I hope just, the butt just ask first. You know, yeah, consent yeah, I mean, is very yeah. important. I hope the butt punch is known outside of this podcast. It is when you get that last cinematic hit in the Arkham game, but Batman doesn't connect with their face or ribs. He'll hit their ass or their ankle. <laughs> Same <laughs> that they football fall, game they... where your where your fucking ball sack explodes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> what was that yes, one? The, uh, Blitz the League? Like Mortal Blitz Kombat, like, zoom-ins? Yeah. I, I remember, great. like, getting to do a thing on that with Games Runner, and it's like, holy shit, it's, it's like, showing me an actual nutsack on screen, like, X-ray <laughs> of testicles yeah. exploding. Finally, finally, how long has it been since we've been waiting? Wow. Since the dawn of gaming, it's like Pong. Mm -hmm. I see Pong, and I'm like, that could have been a fucking scrotum, but you got you got to burn my instead. own nutsack and effigy, mm -hmm. waiting for a what a waste. Finally, what do you mean we've been ignoring female gamers and females <laughs> in the gaming workspace? Yeah, we have a scrotum in a football game. Representation <laughs> matters, dude. Mm -hmm. Or as they call it, representation. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right. Well, that, I think that's our top five yeah. <laughs> space yeah. horror On games. That note, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it. Uh, Dead Space Remake coming next year. I couldn't be more oh, excited. So excited. Buy the so shit out of that. Of course yeah. I will. Hell yep. yeah. Absolutely. Um, anyway, on that note, we're going to take a little break. And when we come back, we'll talk about some Metroid Dread, some Back for Blood, a bunch of other stuff, uh, some news. So stay tuned. Carmen Miranda's ghost is haunting Space Station 3. And the staff has seen her, plus the portmaster and me. And if you think we've had too much of cookies, homemade rum, just tell me where those basket hats of fruit keep coming from. Let's get scratching. Do you like Video Game Apocalypse in 302010? Well, the LaserTime Patreon has figured out a way to combine the two. Over at patreon.com slash lasertime, we've taken a month's worth of 302010's games from 3020 and 10 years ago and grabbed the hosts, Michael Raparez and Matthew Allen from Video Game Apocalypse. And with our combined three decades plus in the games industry, we found a great way to take a deep dive into the biggest gaming anniversaries of the month. Here's a recent sample. And then my absolute favorite thing I'd never heard of until Michael put it in this doc. The Flintstones colon Burger Time and Bedrock. 
I wanted to find more trademark screens, but this is very much the arcade classic Burger Time. Yep. Done with me, your pal Fred. And he beats up, you know, he beats up like the Great Gazoo as if he's an enemy. But it is like a, a much slower Burger Time with a story. You know what they don't have? What they didn't shell out for? The Flintstones theme. But the Flintstones theme they came up with. For Flintstones, Burger Time in Bedrock is one of the most sublime and melancholy things I've ever heard. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> it's there, this is a, this is sadder. Like, like if Wilma leaves Fred, this is what this is what he's driving through with him in the middle of the movie. He's driving through the rain. Flintstones meet the Flintstones. <laughs> that is like. Am I really not attentive enough for Wilma? I'm too old to move on. <laughs> so, in addition to weekly bonus shows, over a hundred movie commentaries, exclusive specials, you can get the 30 2010 Video Games Edition, celebrating a month of important gaming milestones every single month at patreon.com slash lasertime in exchange for just five bucks. And you'll support all of the Laser Time shows, including Video Game Apocalypse, right guys? Yay! And welcome back to our final segment where we're not going to waste any time uh, doing Fire. jokes or, you know, screw it. Sometimes the joke is there's no joke. Uh, Metroid Dread came out last week and I love it. Uh, I managed to finish it. It has some wicked fucking difficulty spikes and some, like, I got stuck a couple times, but overall, it's fantastic. I think Mercury Steam did a really good job um, recreating, uh, you know, creating a new Metroid. Um, their their last job, like, they did the remake of Samus Returns. And so, it was like, mm -hmm. so they were working with something that had already been established. And I, you know, I'm sure they got the job because they had done what is Probably the last Metroidvania, Castlevania, um, which was that Lord of Shadows one. Yeah, the, the Lord of Shadow, Mirror of Fate. That that was it for yeah. 3DS, and then it later came to like Xbox 360 and PS3. That sure was a game. Yeah, yeah. That was you know. It was, I remember saying like, oh, it's pretty good, and Mike Grimm saying like, oh yeah, with everything else going coming out right now, I'm totally gonna play a game that's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Return of Samus is like twice the game that that game is. Yeah, yeah. Or whatever it's called, Samus Returns. Samus Returns. Samus Returns. And yeah. then, yeah, Metroid that game Dread, was really good. Fantastic. Like they finally hit the formula perfectly. I think. Well, not not perfectly. Close to. It's very it's very. It's crazy because it's fresh. It feels really like yeah. not like Metroid in a lot of ways. Yeah. Uh, but it like totally is Metroid. It's well, kind of neat. It's it's built around this idea. Like it it feels like a survival horror approach to Metroid. And it's built around the idea of, you know, Samus being very alone, underpowered. Uh, you, you feel like th there, there is a sense of isolation and loneliness that comes from playing it. And then, uh, you just bomb the next, uh, row of bricks and find a secret room and like, yay, cool. I'm back to loving every second of this now. Matt uh, doesn't like the bombing uh, stuff. Ah, uh, motherfuckers. Ah. Uh Ah, uh, uh, y'all love this game. You and David Jaffe both. No, you're no. like, I have to shoot holes in walls. This is no, bullshit. I got, I got mad as hell today, and like, I am fucking stuck. I 
I can, yeah. I'll never be able to recreate the experience of Super Metroid, a game I was frustrated with, couldn't really wrap my head around, and then somehow played the original Metroid, went back to Super Metroid, figured it all out on my own, one of the best gaming experiences I've ever had. I used to play it like once a year, love Super Metroid. So I'm not looking at a guide, and a guide for Metroid is infuriating if you're stuck. You have to, like, if you think you hate retreading ground, yeah, try that's to what figure you have to do when you guide watch a video guide. Like, which room is Read, this in or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Which, which time is he running down this hallway? And I still am very frustrated that the solution to that was like, just shoot the wall at this one, at this one part you're stuck, you're lost in. It, so that's one of my criticisms about this game is, is it really is, so I've, I didn't play too many 2D Metroids and then I played all the primes, love the prime stuff. And, and so that this is like my first 2D Metroid, just Metroid in a long time. I play a shit ton of Metroidvanias. Like, I played that Record of Lodos War game you told me about, Michael. Like, oh, that game is so fucking cool. love the Ori love games. I play a lot of these games. And what frustrates me is I think I like the Vania part of Metroidvanias more than the Metroid part. Mm. Like, Metroid is a very streamlined one of those games. And granted, this one, they add a few mechanics. Like, you know, the, the, the melee counter is kind of neat. And then the running from the Emmys, which is bullshit... But anyway, they're different than, than Metroidvanias. Yeah. But at its core, it's a simpler series than like met other Metroidvanias, right? So yeah. that's that's kind of the, the core of, of Dread is the Emmys, that the there are certain parts in the game where uh, and, and you'll know when you're in those parts, uh, where there's like an Emmy roaming and an Emmy is this indestructible robot. Award you get in the field of television. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sure. Keep but going, dad joke. The, the idea is that these these indestructible robots were sent to this planet to investigate as possible sighting of the X parasite, which only Samus can destroy, and the Emmys all went silent and now Samus has to investigate and they've all been turned against her. And so each one of these follows the same pattern where you enter the area and you either have to sneak using like a new stealth ability that can turn you invisible or you just haul ass and run away and hope that the thing's visible vision cone doesn't fixate on you because if it does, it'll lock all the doors and then it'll chase you and you either have to break its line of sight or if it manages to catch you, you have like a brief window where there's like a flash and you hit like the melee well, counter button. Almost never. Almost can never can it. I hit that. The timing's usually tougher on the second one. You have to basically yeah. nail two quick timings. Well, if you if you nail the first one, then you don't have to worry about the second one. Yeah, but it's yeah. it's it gives you two chances. Basically. My problem with the Emmy sequences is like, yeah, I know. OK, that's the cool thing. And that's why it's dread and it makes it scary is like they take one of the few things people love about these games, which is exploration. Mm-hmm. And they basically are like, yeah, you don't get to explore this part of the level. You have to fucking run past here or use this stealth thing, which you get later in the game yeah. to try to sneak past it. Counterpoint. And, and for me, there's rarely fair, yeah, anything the, in those areas worth you, you, exploring. You, you established that, yeah, there's nothing in those portions of the level. You just, but for, but for me, the frustration is just like, I, I already feel stressed out in Metroidvanias because I'm like, which, mm. am I going the right way on the map mm. or whatever, right? And so to have this artificial mechanic they put in here, like, you have, you fucking, you can't see anything in this room. Get out. Also, conversely, when you get stuck, that is the only gameplay that exists. It, like, you killed felt, everything it else. It felt like it was padding out the game in some ways. Like, they're like, hey, if you could just get through all these areas without these hindrances, like, maybe the game would be a lot shorter than it is, but, I mean, I know that they're like that's the, a key mechanic of this game. I just thought at times it was kind of a bullshit mechanic where it was a lot of trial and error. It's like, oh, you better go this way versus that way, otherwise the enemy will catch you. Or, or mm-hmm. oh, you dropped in this pit instead of seeing that door you were supposed to go through. Sorry, it's going to catch you and you're just going to 
Fortunately, they're pretty generous with the checkpoints, but it yeah, it got really annoying to me. Well, especially yeah. with the Emmys, where it'll just start you outside of their area if you die to it yeah, every time. Exactly. Um, the cool the cool thing, though, I mean, and I you know, I maybe it gets old more because for me it was very exciting to have yeah. an encounter like that in a Metroid game, at least for the very short. I, I like I haven't played it as much as you guys have, but uh, I came off it after doing twenty hours of. Uh, Circle of the Moon and Harmony of Dissonance as I'm working through the most Vania, the most Vania of Vania games. And the big difference between the Metroid and the Vania, at least for me, um, is, uh, that with, with, with Castlevania and, and that style where you, you're kind of collecting gear, you're kind of grinding on the enemies a little bit. Yeah, you you're, stop, you're, there's more RPG to those games. Yeah, you stop mm-hmm. thinking about it in terms of like an immersive environment, like almost immediately uh, in a Castlevania game. You're just trying to almost like manipulate the mechanics of the game immediately sure. because yeah. all the enemies have different ways of fighting that are like different little sort of like, oh, you have to like jump over them and jump back over them and it doesn't really feel like a real place. But Metroid Dread really does, at least for the intro bit that I played, first mm-hmm. hour or so, really does feel like uh, a game that's, like, as immersive as a Metroid Prime game in terms of, like, what it... I mean, obviously, it's not in first person, but, like, it feels like they tried to make a place, they tried to make an environment, and the Emmys really do... Like, I never feel scared or in any way... Usually, I mean, usually in Castlevania, a bad boss is, like, a head in the center of the screen with, like, Mm -hmm. a million fucking bubbles flying around, which is just, like, you know, soul-sucking in another way. Another type of bullshit mechanic, but I think, like, you know, I don't know, like, I'm at least glad to see that Metroid is doing something a little bit more interesting, and I, I still feel like I'm going to play through this game and have a fucking badass time with yeah. it. I don't, I don't, it doesn't feel like a shitty game to me. I'm still compelled to go back and finish it, and I like it, because I like this genre. I guess my point is, like, there, there are Metroid fans who would have you believe this is the best example of the Metroidvania genre, and I'm like, nah, I mean, to be honest, sometimes I'm like, I'd rather play like, play like Symphony of the Night, right? But I, I respect, too, but I respect the difference and I respect that Metroid kind of simplifies it. How long did it take you to beat, Michael? Do you mind saying? Um, it took me, I, th- I think my clear time was like around 14 hours. So that's good. Yeah. That's good for, there you go. Okay. Yeah. And, right. and again, I, um, I really enjoyed it. Like I said, I think, I feel like the, the Emmys kind of break the, the, not monotony of the exploration, but like there, there is a certain like, oh, okay, now it's, it's like not scary, but it's that, that thing that makes horror movies f- or horror games fun where like there's something at your heels and it's like, I'm yeah. going to catch you. I'm going to get yeah. the Emmys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're, you're just hauling yeah. ass away from it. Like that, those bits are, are it's like Mr. X. a lot of fun. My, my only complaint mm-hmm. about the Emmys is like, I, I'm fine with like, okay, I'm going to revisit this area. Anyway, Metroid's largely about backtracking. And to your point, Chris, like, I don't know which way to go. The The correct way to go in any Metroid game is anywhere you haven't been. Uh, like, been if everywhere. you see, like, oh, there's an open door and I haven't explored much of the room beyond it, you go there and, and you start shooting at walls or bombing I, just, I personally hate the mechanic of there are things in the walls that show you when to shoot them and there are walls that do not show you when to shoot them. Some, yeah, you have to uncover mm. the alien that creature is a dumb in the thing. wall sometimes. Yeah, I'm plus, not sure. It, I haven't seen this bit yet. I don't know. I'm not plus, sure to be fair to Chris, like to. sometimes the map UI is tough to read to see like which door have I been through that's, or whatever. That's like. my complaint. The, the Metroid formula has been innovated on in terms of uh, the literal dread and the Emmys. But other than that, the UI looks very GameCube-y, and the map 
is one of the least helpful, like instantly intuitive maps I've ever seen. It doesn't mm-hmm. zoom very. Every time I've looked at it, and uh, I don't get a real sense of where I am, even though I can see this big icon uh, in the screen. This, this and... is a tiny pet peeve, but I go to the map a lot because yeah, you, you have do in Metrovania games. Every time I go in there, it's zoomed out. Even yeah, if I zoomed out. all the way in, I'm like, I wish it would just fucking save the zoom position I was on last time I opened the map. It's it's a little annoying. In yeah, it's, it's one of those things like this is a $60 Nintendo first party game. I expect you to innovate in this field. And the fact that you didn't makes me a little... It's not game ruinous. It's just one of those things that I feel like eh, we had 20 years to improve on this and many other games already did. Do you want to know didn't. my Nintendo conspiracy theory? Sure, Give please. About this because yeah. we have this. Is this a Chaluminati level this is, this is This is the type... This is more serious than Oh, shit. This is the real shit. Uh, no, because I, I, I have this conversation a lot with people about Nintendo games, especially recently, uh, that are like sort of under-delivering on mm-hmm. content sometimes. Yes. Like... They feel very, very surface level. A lot of their games, yeah. it's like here's it, the content. It feels like they're being they're 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 being extremely cost effective with their development in a way where they're like, we're not even going to put out full games for most of these. So they're going to go out based <laughs> on their mechanics and like 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 you know the stuff that's there. It's going to be great. It's going to work real good. It's going to be smooth. It's going to be snappy, snappy. And then we're going to just keep the game sixty dollars forever, just like we always do. And if it's a game that does well and we feel like it is going to like evolve to that next level of popularity let's put out a bunch more shit let's do a bunch more work on it you know unless the game mm-hmm. is called mario or zelda which is going to be gangbusters anyway and they're going to mm-hmm. put the best stuff ever but like mario uh party the original mario super mario party was like half of a video game the tennis game was very like it seems like it's based on the sales to me it seems like they they sort of like hedge their bets and then put out a little more, and then, you know, I, I think they learned with Splatoon that they can really, like, keep the value of a game alive if it's a popular game. Like, theoretically, if Metroid Dread puts out two or three short expansions or, like, some extra modes and stuff as time goes on, and it's still $60, which it will be because it's a Nintendo game, like, I, you know... That would, that would explain Nintendo's two-year-old DLC drops, like, two years after a game is out. Yeah, exactly. We've seen the sales yeah. data now. We can confirm yes. we would like yeah. to keep making stuff for this. Oh, I used to I used to be involved with like marketing for like very large brands. Uh, yes. I, I don't remember if I said this uh, earlier or not I, on the show or not. I, I am a very I'm a very like one note guest on other podcasts because I go to my top the top of my list of all my stories that I say all the time. But uh, a a big beverage company that rhymes with joke. Uh, they, uh, they, um, they requested their tweets to be approved one full year in advance before tweeting them. Wow. (laughs) Way to ensure timeliness. If you want to know, just, just to give you a window into how corporations think and work, like Nintendo is not immune, even though it seems like Willy Wonka from the outside. Having been on the games marketing side, I can tell you when most DLC sells for games, it is closer to launch like that's the problem is like nintendo's like yeah they got dlc coming two years later very few people are thinking about or playing that game. white house spokesman sean spicer would love the new spice holiday coke hmm. uh, still, <laughs> still talking about him <laughs> they wrote one tweet from the, the 11 days that scaramucci was in office that mm-hmm. finally came out in 2021 <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, I'm less worried about, like, the lack of content for Dread if Michael's saying 14 hours. For me, it's just, like, yeah, it's very, it's it's it Metroid. It's very, I mean, but it it's very it doesn't bother me. You, you brought it up to a point where it bothered me. <laughs> just where, like, Microsoft has been 
aggressively giving me Ori and the Blind Force for nothing. I love for the a Ori long time, too. and that is a Metroidvania with better UI and better mechanics, and it's a different experience in the same subgenre. So they're yeah. not the same games, but like one is one cost one third or less than the other, one. or or is effectively free to me with my subscriptions. So and there's yeah, just there's I... just something like that, like the save screens that f- seem very fucking GameCube era to me. Like we've not. Maybe that's the point, to keep Metroid stuck in its futuristic uh, ways. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I, I I, don't... I just think it's not that expensive of a game, and they're taking a big chance with it, and they're, they know that the fourth Prime game is going to sell at Gangbusters mm-hmm. pretty much assured. Why aren't they? That, that could be <laughs> part of my disappointment, is I'm really here for Prime 4. I just need Prime 4 as soon as It they seems like Metroid Dread is something they turn around rather quickly. That's what yeah, I would like to that's, think. Yeah, that's the vibe like on it, too. I, I heard them register that trademark years ago, though. Like, you think so? Yeah. They had, there no, was I a Metroid Dread mention in Metroid F- Fusion, or Metroid Prime 2, or something like that. Uh, I can't remember. The name's like been around forever, but yeah, who, who knows when it was actually in full-blown yeah. production. I, 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 don't, I don't think it was turned around quickly. I think, you know... It, I've seen a lot of people saying like this is the best Samus has ever felt to control. Oh, that yes, part is true. And, yeah. and like it's I so think true. they they probably worked a lot with Nintendo to really nail the feel of the character and the movement and the exploration. Um, and yeah, it, it feels really good. Um, the the weapons Samus has always really run cool. kind of like a Hanna Barbera character with like her hands in the air and her feet moving as her body is completely straight up. She, she's always had a doofy ass run animation. She's got a very she's got very good posture and it reflects in yes. her run. Um, yeah. It's like the skyward sword yeah. link running around. There is like I, I have like two quibbles with the game. One is that not not to get spoilery, I won't say what the last boss is, but I will say it is hard as balls and the rest of the game does not prepare you for it. Like I said fourteen hours, the last two hours were just spent trying to kill that boss. Um, and the other one is there is a part in the game where, so they, they have like a deep shaft full of water. And at the point where you, you first discover it, you don't have the grav suit yet. So you're moving kind of slow and you need to jump up a series of platforms. And there is like a magnetic wall on one side that you can cling to. And across from this is a hidden block. And in order to reveal the hidden block, you have to jump from the magnetic wall to the other side, turn into a morph ball in midair, which I didn't know you could do, and time the bomb exactly right so it, it goes off in front of the, the hidden brick. And then after falling down into the water, you have to get back up in time before that block seals itself off. Um, and there is a trick to it. Um, I'm just going to say grapple beam. But uh, that is not a way to reach a secret room. That is a way to reach a mission critical path that you need to <laughs> enter to progress through the rest of yeah. the game. <laughs> yeah, at least at least like Mega Man would have the goddamn common courtesy to make that like an unlockable secret versus like the, yeah. the main alpha path of the level. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I don't I don't mind that stuff like oh man, I pulled off this really cool jump and opened up a secret room, but I pulled off this really difficult jump and opened up the rest of the game like good lord, come on. That's <laughs> that's called that. a progress blocker. Like that's the kind of thing where like if they're like hey, uh, people I, I had to look up a video to in. see how to do it. I'm I'm not ashamed to admit that. Um, I will yeah, say that the bridge the bridge in Super Metroid gives me the similar feeling. I know that there's the hint that the other bridge is busted right there next mm-hmm. to it. But for some reason, I, I get that same feeling from that. I, I, I don't know. 
I, I I don't know how I haven't I haven't played this game to that point, but I I it, it felt really good to me. It felt I I mean I don't know like maybe when it, like it sounds like we're being pretty hard on the game right now. I don't know I don't know if if that's, that's it's it's that easier for feelings. me to articulate complaints than things that I loved. I really this is did true. Love we do, we do this in our game of the year shows. We we tear down our games of the year <laughs> every year. <laughs> yeah, because the bar is so high with Nintendo that it's mm-hmm. like okay, well, what is bad about it? I, I well, think I that might be ideas. the one being most harsh in this game, and even then, my feedback is like, hey. I I still love the genre and you know it's great it's just i think i prefer the vania part more the the rpg stuff but like like i said i'm still compelled to go back and finish it it's still it's still, still a fine metroidvania I'm definitely game, gonna but, play the shit out of it there's nothing but i want prime four that. is what i'm saying just please give me yeah. a fucking prime four already it's <laughs> coming don't worry everybody we got shimmy gummy tensei five this year already this is gonna be Bayonetta a oh, damn, three gave right. me hope Bayonetta three i saw it's mm-hmm. the real yeah. <laughs> it's coming four has to be real. it can't just be a fucking bng well, we're divided <laughs> but as the only person who's finished Metroid Dread, uh, I loved it, and my opinion. I'm not the buddy. I'm finding <laughs> a games I really like and was really mad at today. Mm. It was very frustrating to be stuck in the game. Mm. Whereas I told you, like, if I'm not going to look up a guide, if one of you can't, I sent you a picture of the map. If one of you can't tell me where to go, I'm not walking back and forth ever again in this area. I'm leaving this game forever. <laughs> this is just frustrating. And I helped you figure a, it out. You did. Yeah. You did. I don't know how you did that. Well, Maybe because your like, map looked different. Yeah, you had you had like these grayed out rooms, and it's just like oh, it looks kind of weird. That like one of them should have a doorway there, and you just and have, I like, said I know if yeah. I could morphing ball jump through it, I would, but I cannot. And it turns out and you, you just, just had the walls. And like, the I probably did, and I did, but not the bottom part. And that to me is like that just sucks. I that is a stupid thing to put in your game. You train people when and where to shoot your walls. This isn't Castlevania. You invented yeah, this genre. There better be a Metroid. fucking turkey in there or chicken yeah, exactly. at least. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like you said, that's where a power-up should be hidden, not the, the critical path of the game. Right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like, to be honest, Chris, Michael was carrying you a little bit there, just like I carried your sorry asses in Back for Blood last night. What are you talking Man. about? Once you jumped well, out, I, I, I had the highest fucking kill count. <laughs> no, you did not. I, yes, like, I did. Once I left, you had the highest kill count. <laughs> yeah, you left after the, 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 the stat screen. I should have taken a picture of it. I had the highest kill count. No. It's like back when Left 4 Dead was the only game on everybody's computer. It just feels like we're yeah. right back there. It, it, so that's yeah. the thing is I played this game single player prior to jumping on with these two bozos and playing last night and like single player it, it feels very much like a multiplayer game that like oh yeah these are clearly some bot ass well, bots yeah they, you know, they right? turn off the achievements in single player yes actually and then they addressed that they were like yeah we'll try to think of better ways to reward single player gamers because if you're like me normally you're not going to play online but this is the one game where Chris and Mike are like we should probably play this together. And to be fair to the I game, I remember I suggested it. And I suggested fun. it with kind of like a duck, like "Don't hit me." Mm-hmm. Uh, we should <laughs> probably play this together. All the, it's the few times we all have this game, and one time your together. mic broke, and so Michael and I could talk shit no, about Chris the entire time. Yeah, we didn't break. Yeah, I don't know. There's like a, a box somewhere with all my mics in them. Cause, God damn, not to not to be shitty, but Michael can remember a time when Turtle Beach would roll in our office every other week and like, would you guys like talking about us? Here's a shitload of mics. I'm right, I'm right there. I was going to say, like, the only thing that's good about being an inter- internet influencer of any kind is the amount of headsets that you get. Yeah, and, literally. And that, because yeah. Uh, there, I guess there's not enough people listening to this, never happens anymore. So, like, I haven't <laughs> bought, a, bought a mic in, like, 10 years, and I, I there's a box somewhere with all my, like, Titan and turtle beach and whatever the fuck else uh astro shit i cannot find it anywhere but what we found is like you 
we didn't need you to have it, but it would have been nice. If you Dude, had there was it, one like, part where I, I just like hit back even slightly <laughs> and I fell off of a ledge and was hanging from my fingers and you just assumed there would be a prompt like Chris needs help. And you guys just <laughs> it, went a we mile away and I'm just sitting here like. I'm texting you guys, dude. Turn around, like I can't do anything. I can't <laughs> but that's move. the thing is, like, I, I whenever Michael would go down because he sucks, I would see a thing being like, "Please revive Michael." We didn't see that for Chris. Like it did. I swear to you, we there didn't was no like prompts. ignore you. Yeah, no. I'm hanging onto a ledge of a building, um, and which but that like sucked me. I saw it. <laughs> I, like, I didn't get that close. I'm not walking over a building. I'm not my mom playing the first RP like first person shooter ever. The game has this odd, odd habit of like throwing you across the map very suddenly, like because there's like exploding enemies. Where there's so mm. many times in that game, where you're just That's walking fun. one place and the next thing you know, you're like, boom, like you way third across person the map. punched in the stomach. Yeah, sometimes yeah. it goes into third person, so you can see your body flying backwards. Yes. So do the cards like make it not feel like? Does it feel like more than Left 4 Dead? It just looks like Left 4 Dead. I'm not mad it at is, that. I just want more. Boldly, <laughs> so yeah, bold faced Left 4 Dead. Mm -hmm. Some of those enemies, I'm like, I'm surprised you're not being sued for this. This guy does the same thing. But but, but the, to be fair, Alex, yeah, the cards. There's Sticker. a lot. There's a lot to the game. Like when you're in the lobby and stuff, there's like a lot of different vendors to visit. Where it's like, oh, they have yeah. learned from modern games and, and they've layered additional mechanics on top of the Left 4 Dead formula. But when you're in the map at its core. It's fucking Left 4 Dead. To the point, like, so if just, you have a bot in your party, yeah. he's going to stand in a doorway and you're going to accidentally shoot him the yeah. entire time. Yeah. You know, That's like, kind of good exploding news, exploding character. Yeah, I, I think they good. can get away with it to a certain extent with the, oh, yeah. you know, the copying because Turtle Rock, the developer, um, yeah. was one of, like, was like the co-developer on Left 4 Dead 2. So they, they yes. have some bona fides here. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I would rather be playing this than Evolve, frankly, which is I think is pretty much dead. But the one thing yeah. about this game, because of their roots, it, sometimes this game does feel like a source mod or something. You know, it's very much just like, oh, it's it's way prettier than those original games were, yeah. obviously. But it's like it's still and that it's, game. It's doing more than most most multiplayer games. Can you mod in the Teletubbies yet? Not yet, but on the piece, I'm sure you'll be yeah. playing as a raptor, but firing <laughs> from a guitar at any. Playing as a raptor now. soon, kid. Don't worry. I do just appreciate keep your head down. So they're like, well, this is nothing like Left 4 Dead. Left 4 Dead had a grizzled old man. We have a grizzled old woman who's yes. named Mom. <laughs> and that's the funniest part of that game is yeah. listening to Mom's Quinn. Well, well, like at one point, so he's shooting this other guy named Evangelo. And he's like, Mom, <laughs> stop little... shooting yeah. me. <laughs> yeah, they refer to her like their mom. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> we had a lot of fun with fucking Evangelo. He, he was the bot Evangelo is a great name. That yeah. is a top tier yeah, name right there. Real awesome to hear a bunch of Italian slurs screamed at you when you can't plug in a mic. <laughs> God, you would have been so fucking dead if me and Alex were there. Uh, Maron. I mean, Maron. Chris, isn't that just your normal Xbox Live experience? People shouting racial slurs at you. <laughs> it's not so Italian. <laughs> this, this guy called me a noobish. He called me uh, Chris. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I don't like a Columbus so much. I don't. <laughs> I hate Columbus. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Fuck it up oh, oh, he's oh. old school Italian. Yeah, yeah go go back real far. Yeah, let's fuck this shit. Let's talk about nine hundred years ago. <laughs> back for blood. Back for no. blood. It's pretty. Well, it, it's it's pretty fun. Like I enjoy. It's it. also in Game Pass, by the way. Yeah, every person with an Xbox has this game. You yeah. should play. It. Yes, it seems yeah. like it's going to be fun. Of course, we're going to play this. Somebody's going to. You're going to play this with someone on Halloween sometime. Yeah. What is, I mean, what did I say? Because I had to get off earlier to go play Metroid, and I told the guys, I'm like, 
that was fun. I could see how, like, if I just wanted to waste a night talking shit with my friends about each other and playing and just having fun fucking around in the game, mm-hmm. it's perfect for that. Left 4 Dead, it's... same same vibe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, I, I spent I lost a lot of nights with friends old and new in Left 4 Dead. I'm kind of excited to try and rekindle that. That's why I was willing to propose we all play together, which isn't something we all do or can do very often. It's true. I got I got to get us on that Legends mode from Ghost of Tsushima now. That's next, Mm -hmm. right? We got. I'd I'd like to do it again because I've made like no progress. The the other the thing I was describing that's different than Left 4 Dead. You always get to the end of a Left 4 Dead campaign and like, all right, here's this balls hard run where they're going to throw a bunch of enemies at you. So the way back for blood work, like here's this balls hard run twice of every twice everything. Get to the end. You get to the end. It's like all right, you made it, soldier. Here's some explosives. Now get back in get there and there. place those yeah. explosives. Like fuck you, man. That's the hardest <laughs> thing I've ever done. You gotta, yeah, I've no never done. once. I've I've I think I've got to the end like almost somewhere between five and ten times. I've never completed a single full act of the campaign because that shit is so fucking hard right now. But again. That's why I love those games. People will figure it out. They'll figure out exploits, a safe spots you can hide in, uh, how to kill these things a little quicker. I don't know how we kept disturbing the birds because I I played the beta. <laughs> at at one point, I just like shot at a zombie right in front of me, and the bullet went through him and hit some birds that were on the birds. other side of the room. You're not supposed to shoot in the direction of the birds. I thought that was clear. The zombie <laughs> was blocking my whole view. I did That's not see not- the birds. How that works. You cannot be a soldier during a court-martial. Like, uh, there was a bad guy in front of all the civilians. I thought I could just fire right... (laughs) I think that was the time I had literally accepted the challenge card that's like, if you don't disturb the birds Mm -hmm. or car alarms and stuff, you get like twice the rewards. First five seconds, we leave the scene. That's when Michael scares the bird. The bird was like, pop quiz. (laughs) Uh, It was great. It was perfect. It's like, oh, well, I guess we're not getting that extra bonus. Sorry. I'm a bird. I'm so disturbed. I'm so triggered. (laughs) It's okay. I didn't know walking through them would disturb them either, and it did. How is that not? God damn it. Don't disturb the birds. Tuppence, tuppence. God damn it. That Mary Poppins back for blood crossover market. Yeah. Big Venn diagram there. No moleste. Uh, Mary Poppins, birds, y'all. Tuppence a day. Uh, who's ready to move on to some news? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> PlayStation is uh, celebrating PSVR's five-year anniversary, fifth birthday, by giving away three free PSVR games, which they haven't announced yet, uh, but they're going to announce it, I think, in November. Okay, is that a rumor or definitely happening? Uh, It's on the PlayStation blog. They already said they're giving away three. They, They had kind of a list of, like, here's the top five most played and man, I really hope Beat Saber is one of the free giveaways because that's like the one game that I haven't played on PSVR that everyone's like, you need to play. I feel this. like Beat Saber, Beat Saber should be a giveaway with every pair of VR goggles because that's, that's it's, like the proof it's a of pack concept. in for I think Oculus and PSVR, um, certain models. They need to send out because everybody has a PS5. Like I was not, I can't play with my PSVR anymore. Because yeah, you have to get the adapter. Needs, like yeah, I remember, I, I mailed away for the adapter before I ever even got close to getting a PS5, just because I knew like mm-hmm. they're gonna run out of these. Yeah, or, or you know, it's, yeah. So I can technically like, honestly do it. is what turned me into an Oculus gamer is because I just didn't have the fucking. It's thing pretty fucked up. Yeah, it's like the it. the same thing they did with the uh, 
Was it Sony's first PS2's online system? You had to like literally mail away for it. You couldn't get it in stores. It was an adapter, like a LAN adapter. Yeah, or something. It's like yeah. A, you had to screw it on. Yeah, it came with SOCOM, if I remember right. Yeah. Oh yeah. God, I love SOCOM. Or- Unforgettable if you're in Europe. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and don't forget, their PSVR is getting an update. So Sony's still in the VR business, although they, pl- they place less of a focus on it. But this is maybe, maybe they'll they'll do something around this fifth anniversary, and maybe we'll hear some announcements about the PS5's yeah. VR headset. Who knows? Can't be great for PS5 developers because like the the best time to be on a platform is during launch. And yeah. the idea that they've had they have not addressed VR in a box in a year. It has to be frustrating for people who want to put games on the PS5. it's still the manufacturing issue. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, it's got to be tough because, like, you're barely able to put in PS5 install right. base yeah. units in households right now. VR only attaches to a, to a certain percentage of those consoles anyway, right? So right. it's like the number that could get out there would be tiny. At this wow, These wouldn't be even something. out. These new consoles, I don't think, had they known that there was going to be a sh- like, yeah. I, I think any of them, both both companies wish they could unrelease their console right now. Yeah. <laughs> Just because Yet they, they keep, keep crying about like how many they sold, but not who they sold to them whom? to. Yes. Yeah. yeah. yeah you sold, you sold them out, like, like a PS4 game. <laughs> Uggboots.org. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> he, that guy owns like 700 of your models, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. We sold like a thousand units to $1,000PS5s.com. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, maybe the people who will blow that story open will be G4 because they are officially back next month, baby. Ba-boom! G4 is back. Wow. I, I, to be honest, like I would have told you they were already back because they started engaging with kind of an official YouTube presence almost a year ago now. Well, this is the this is the TV. Yeah, this is the real deal. It's yeah. it's still limited to like certain cable providers. It's it's like uh, is it owned by Comcast is one of them, I think. Comcast used to own them outright. No, it, it's definitely not through Comcast anymore. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's, it's the the brand. Yeah, someone else owns the brand, and it's a it's a relaunch. But it's it is launching with some shows we're all aware of. So Attack of the Show is back. Oh, wow. X Play is back. Boosted is their esports comedy series. Uh, Ninja um, Warrior. There you go. ESL gaming. Show ever made. ESL Gaming Dungeons and Dragons Limited Series. So that's what this like play thing. Yeah. So we're not like getting the, the top tier stuff from their latter days, like Brainiac and Top British Pub Darts. Um, Sorry. I'm ready for icons. <laughs> I'm ready for yeah, nocturnal emissions. Uh, Cinematic or what, what was that? Cinemat- Cinematech. Come on. Cinematech. Yeah, Cinematech. Uh, yeah, Cinematech I want, I want Portal, a, a, a MMO sh- a game show that exclusively covers Asheron's Call. <laughs> I want to watch half my content on my Xbox Marketplace. And I'm more than anything, I want Walter Day in every single inter- interstitial. Right? <laughs> <laughs> the completely not disgraced Billy Mitchell and Walter Day. He's America's referee, Walter yeah. Day. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love G4, and I remember making fun of them like, oh my god, it's 2015, G4's done, and they're still running right now. Their 2012 E3 coverage from four years ago, they're revealing Assassin's Creed th- like three <laughs> or four on the Wii U. This is ridiculous. And it's like, but I watched it for like an hour. Oh, I was dude, so nostalgic for it. Did you guys watch? I sent you the link. There was a holiday special. It was a reunion special hosted by Ron Funches. Yeah, uh, Fairly recently. And it, it was funny. I'm like, okay, if they can keep that. G4 feel like I'm in. I'm fucking. Yeah, in. and if you can they get like Ron Funches you know? on anything, I'll watch the <laughs> shit out of it. <laughs> they, you know, it was the dream, right? Like, 
G4 was what we thought uh, like games journalism was headed towards. Right. Like yeah. we, yes. Yeah. At, at a time b- before time when people still happily worked for gaming companies, uh, you know, gaming media coverage companies, uh, you know, like you'd think you thought maybe that you were going to end up as like the Walter Cronkite of gaming someday. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that's what Kevin Pereira and Adam Sessler and those guys were, but you know, it just felt like it had this vibe of being the big leagues for people who it launched you know, Olivia Munn's career, dude. We, we were just talking about off mic, like before. Yeah. I thought I had an envision, and the Pulitzer Prize for complaining about video games goes to Chris Antiste. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny you mentioned Pereira, Pereira and Sessler are both back. Like they are part of the yeah. relaunch. Uh, Xavier Woods from WWE is yeah. one of the hosts. They got some YouTube personalities, so they're they're mixing yeah. old and new, right? Like so they got the Sesslers there for the old fucks like me. And then they yeah. got like the, the YouTube personalities for the young. Full disclosure: kids. Oh, yeah. Gerard is like one of the hosts of G Four. <laughs> like my co-host on Super Beard Brothers, he's one of the main guys. Uh, he's he's all over it right now. Uh, nice, yeah. Um, but it's going to be pretty pretty crazy. Like they're they got there's a lot going on over there at G Four. There's a lot. I'm they, excited. Yeah. They got they have big dreams. Uh, let's let, let's support them, fellow gamers, and watch G Four so it doesn't go away again. Because fuck, man. Like yeah, I hope that I hope that it gets to be what I I would like it to be, which is like indeed. you know, gaming content for people with a brain in their heads and, and uh, well pro- well produced game contents of with yeah. with yes. people paid well, not overworking themselves. Fuck this industry standard horseshit because I I do remember talking to people at G four and like they get paid what to be on the air on G four yeah they were they were TV like, person my last article got three times the re- <laughs> the, the yeah <laughs> the re- the viewers of Attack of the Show and they make what oh yeah, my god my top five weapons that shouldn't be made into real weapons for GameZone.com got three times <laughs> yeah. as many yeah. well, to be fair a lot of YouTube creators and internet content creators kind of owe their style of comedy to G4 uh, a lot of websites you know like G4 was that. It, it's funny Chris you talk about like yeah it was good production quality Sometimes, but it was like sometimes intentionally sometimes. bad production quality that like you'd now see in YouTube videos. Yeah, I vaguely and... remember something like an MST3K style thing with like host bits where some guy was trying to escape from prison. That's or Portal. Or I something. already made a reference to oh, it. Oh, it was yeah. Portal? Okay. He was trying to get out of Asheron's Call. Yes. Oh, I, I, I didn't know that was the name of the show. <laughs> it, was, it was a show that was meant to cover MMOs, but it was like... Okay, WoW is clearly not cooperating. The show is pointless. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's fucking pointless. Yeah. 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 So yeah, that's coming back. Just like uh, GTA, the this, okay, this is a dumb name. The original trilogy, but it starts with three. Yeah. <laughs> the original trilogy. I, I have seen people GTA saying 1, like it'd three. be funny if they uh, the original trilogy. Like yeah, yeah. and it's going to be GTA one, uh, GTA London nineteen sixty nine, and right. GTA two. Yes. They, I love those to, games, to be honest with you. Yeah. To be fair, they've been giving away those games for free on Rockstar's website That's for true. fucking years. You That's can go true. play them right now. Well, and the ones everyone thinks of, and I get why they call it the original trilogy, it's three, it's Vice City, and it's San Andreas are getting... It's very unclear what this remake is. Uh, here's what they say about it. They will feature across-the-board upgrades, including graphical improvements and modern gameplay enhancements for all three titles, whilst, and this is the thing that trips me up, while still maintaining the classic look and feel of the originals. So it's uh, a port with a leaderboard? (laughs) (laughs) But that's what's weird, is those games have been on platforms like PC... And they've been like upraised over the years and shit like that. I know, that. but like, got it on my iPhone. You never had achievements or trophies. <laughs> yeah. They never had in-game bucks right. to buy shit. Yeah. 
Yeah, I can mean, first balance. Alex nailed it all, or, uh, from the outset. Online leaderboards is where it will be at. <laughs> Holy Lord, you will get HDR uh, capabilities on 2001 textures. That's well, if you uh, <laughs> if you wanted to hustle and buy the original versions, um, you're too late because they stopped selling those on, on out of the store. Yeah, October 11th, which is weird because these new games they haven't even given a release date yet. I'm like, why would yeah. you pull the old versions? I mean, we were now? speculating off mic like. I, do, I will not be hyped for this for more than two weeks. You need to release these like as soon as you, you can. Come out. Well, when is yeah. the when does uh, the new version of the new quote unquote version of uh, the ten year anniversary quote unquote version of GTA Five? <laughs> when does that drop? I think it's right. next month. Or no, no, it got delayed. It got delayed. I think it's February now. Maybe so. Maybe that's <laughs> so. Maybe that's why they're doing this. Like, maybe yeah, but if you're trying to sell me three hundred hours of PS2 games for anything more than forty dollars, <laughs> yes, you need yeah. to do it right now well, it, while my nostalgia is high. I'm only going to play one of them, and it's going to depend on right. how I feel that night. It's going to be. They Vice haven't City confirmed, by the way, if they're selling yeah. these as a bundle or if right. they're selling them separately, a la the Square Pixel Perfect fucking Final Fantasy shit. So they just the did, bad like, text box Final Fantasy collection. Yeah, yeah, and there's no press for how to do this well other than remake the whole thing from scratch so i'm very curious to see what they sit what they say they're actually doing i'd love to see yeah. something like how they do the uh like how frank cefaldi puts together a game uh pack. sure yeah yeah like an anthology with history and yeah, like a criterion type because their development process has always sort of been mysterious yeah. and yeah I, I would like to know the history of that shit but here's my theory chris like we say we don't know what these are, but I think we really do. Because if these were true, like, hey, this budget, is remade yeah, and real budget. and it looks fucking amazing, we would have seen it by now. Like, when they announced it, mm-hmm. they would have been like, here's this te- teaser trailer because it looks fucking badass yeah. and awesome. Well, you would think that, but, um, I mean, Rockstar has always played it very close to the vest. Like, you know, yeah. remember, remember the GTA 4 reveal? Remember, like, the first glimpse of it we got was just uh, a bunch of shots of the city with like philip glass music playing under it uh you know they they they, like you always want to see like the games in action and they're always very slow to show that stuff. but this was a terribly kept secret where it was already kind of cats out of the bag where i feel like if they're going to do the official reveal and if it was to look a certain way Mm. we would know by now you know Yeah. yeah i mean my my concern with it is that like it's it, more than it's going to be underwhelming. I just don't even know that it's going to be anything. Like it, like what's the difference? Like if it, if if it's gone from the store and it's back in the store and it's the same game, like if it's not a complete. I mean, here's the thing: they don't have to do anything. Honestly, that's like, true. They still they have the sell. power that like Pokemon <laughs> has, or that, yeah, they, like, they, these will still sell. Games yeah. Have. yeah, we still talking so, about GTA. I left. Yeah, for a yeah, we know. Uh, uh, I mean, we were talking they, to you when you left. <laughs> Unless they do something like a now without the original voice actors kind of thing, uh, which is all is Ray Liotta down great in many saints at Newark, but I don't know if he's uh, going to get a residual check from GTA. I wonder what the music situation is going to be like, too. Horrible. That's a good question. That would be great if they got rights to all the fucking songs again. Uh, that we couldn't glorious. get the Star Scarface soundtrack, uh, but we got the Carlitos Way soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> this feels to me very much like the Mario 3D All Stars, where it's like we're just putting them together in one spot. It's largely the same game. Don't and get too on excited. March 2021. It will cease being it will sold disappear forever. forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. These will all become online. They that's merge when our music online. rights expire. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Um, and this this last bit of news for Chris. Hey, Chris. Oh. 
what do you think is the best-selling Resident Evil game of all time? Uh, I want to say it's four, but I remember like six selling like so many millions of six, copies in the first Six week. was insane, but it's no longer six or four. Whoa. Is it eight? It's now, it's seven. Oh, wow, wow shit. Yeah, seven has now shipped 10 million copies. Uh, they did attribute that, like, seven did a lot of crossover stuff with eight, where it was like, you got a copy of seven. I think seven's also on PlayStation Now. If you, you know, that you have the Now collection if you buy a PS5. Yeah. I think it's, if you, it's there. yeah, it's like the 20 games that are free for you for reals. Yeah. Yeah. So the, the, the number is getting kind of inflated because of some of that shit. But yes, yeah, seven is now. Yeah, but it's not, an, it's not inflated. Oh, no, there is a gold version of Resident Evil 7. Yeah. There's, there, yeah. yes. Yeah. So it's, uh, that's what's wild though. Is like you you would assume four is the best selling because they were re released four so many times. But it's like nah, man. Which I mean, what does that say for Resident Evil? Like this I'm, I'm this first sure person four. all new direction. I'm pretty sure Capcom factored in Android and iPhone releases. Four is still probably number one. Hmm. Oh but, yeah, well, yeah, maybe. I, I wouldn't be surprised. Like because so after I finished Resident Evil Village at five times, uh, I was like, I need more of this now, right the fuck now. And so I ended up, I went back to 7 and, like, just played through all the DLC that I'd never touched. And uh, and I, I wonder how so many weird. people did the same thing. Like, they were prompted, like, maybe they'd never played 7 and they loved Village. And they're like, fuck, I need love to p- check out 7 now. Punching people in the swamp with oh. an ice arm or whatever the hell yeah. you do. That. <laughs> that thing was so crazy. Like, yeah, yeah here's, <laughs> this is the official continu- uh, continuation of the game's story. And it's just like, I'm a mean old man what lives in the swamp. I'm going to punch everything to death. <laughs> I love, that is the best Bob Odenkirk I've heard in a while. <laughs> now, now tell me you're an old goat tooth and you live in the mouth of a homie. <laughs> I'm an old goat tooth. <laughs> My homie. Uh, look oh up rap God. musical people. It's wonderful. Rap, rap, rap. <laughs> A riveting rap, rap. So yeah, the uh, the the Bray Wyatt family uh, Resident Evil is now the best selling Resident Evil of all time. Wow. So, I understood that reference. That's a wrestling thing. Uh, that's all the news. It's fit to play. All right. Mm. Well, let's move on to our community segment, which is always this segmenting our community. Last week's question of the week, as you might remember, was. What childhood toy line needs a good video game version? And caveat, it needs to have started as a toy, not as a comic book or cartoon, because we already have plenty of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. Alex, you weren't here last week. Do you have an answer? Is there a toy line from your childhood that you'd want to see made into a game? Childhood toy line? That is that is a great question. Because here, here's the thing. I was, like, not... I was, like, the... like. In terms of scale for toys for me, my brother was the guy who had the little guys that he would like bash together, and I was the Muscle guy man? like I was I was more excited about like getting the sword from Power Rangers, the gun from Power mm. Rangers, more than the little guys. Um, Makes sense. But like I'm trying to think of like something that would make a good game, and I want to say Nerf, but hmm. every Nerf game that I've ever seen has been like the most depressing like <laughs> child friendly shooter of all time. Me shovelware. <laughs> I want to come up with the clutch answer though. Maybe like I mean, maybe Nerf's like not a bad because the key thing is a good video game has to be made true. out of it. And if I like, can say that it's good, if I'm like this, yeah. this my answer means it's good. Then yeah, I'll take. If Nerf you could for make it. an office shooter where you're just like shooting your coworkers with Nerf guns, like yeah, or work. just a game where you just throw the vortex football yeah into a pile of mud. <laughs> Dude, that's mostly <laughs> what I did when I was a kid. 
You win. Yeah. Nobody wants to touch it now. <laughs> I heard that Hot Wheels game is pretty good, though. Yeah, it's okay. True. I, I, and I, you got me thinking about the Monster in My Pocket game that we streamed. Oh, um, yeah. That game what? rules. And I love that, that those monsters. I, I couldn't tell which figures you were fighting, and I thought they were little ones, like Muscle Man, given your finger placement. And then it got me thinking about Monster in My Pocket and Halloween. And I think about um, the monster in your pocket all the time, big guy. Thanks, Ooh. buddy. He's talking about he's talking about my wing. <laughs> Thank wing. you. <laughs> Which is uh, weird because it's longer than it is wide. I've only been with men with chodes. Yeah, I think I think that toy line monster in my pocket might actually be the reason why it's called Pokemon in the U.S. and not Pocket Monsters. Oh yeah, yeah I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sounds like something a lawyer would turn down. Yep. <laughs> like, nope, yep. you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Nope, too close. Mm-hmm. Well, on VigilGamePocalypse.com, Trick the TM says, I would go with Mighty Max. The miniature playsets would be good inspiration for Captain Toad-like levels, which make good use of his power, which I think was just teleportation. Um, and all, yeah, the, the power to not be as embarrassing as Polly Pocket, despite being the exact same <laughs> the thing. Exact same toy. Yeah. Polly Pocket the, for boys. Polly Pocket for boys. And uh, yeah, if you don't know what that is, that is the basis for the little cop girl in Toy Story 4. Hmm. They don't mention it that much. I didn't know Polly Pocket like was transgenerational, so I just wanted to mention it. Yep. I, I forgot right. about Mad Max and Polly Pocket till just this moment. Hmm. For some reason, when they said Mighty Max, I, I was thinking McGee and me, which oh, is wow. not, not the same thing. <laughs> no. So you had a Christian grandma, too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, shout out to Do the Bright Thing. That is such a great song <laughs> from the purple Mac, McGee and me. Dude. Um, how is, like, of all the I'm things that my should be lost media, me. I purchased all that shit on DVD. <laughs> you have McGee and Me on DVD? <laughs> on DVD, they had, like, three episodes. I think they McGee were, they and were like, DVD? high-budget animated live-action Roger Rabbit hybrids that came out once every four months. <laughs> yeah. 30-minute um, <laughs> episode for, like, forty nine ninety nine. that my It's like that crowdfunded Jesus show that's, like, super yeah. popular right now. He's got it right next to his Salty the Psalm box set. <laughs> what? And, and like whenever the, the live action kid would get in trouble, the animated like uh, Carl Havoc blonde hair guy would jump out and like, but Billy, what you just did was a lie. <laughs> you know what this cycle, I look up the episode, the big lie, this exists. The big lie. That's the one. That's the one I had uh, on VHS. Lambert is Dead says, Inhumanoids, a series that really leaned into the horror aspect of eldritch monsters that once ruled the Earth, trying to get back control of the planet. If you've never seen the original toy line, the hero scientists figures were only about six inches tall compared to the main bad guy who were closer to about 15 inches in height and looked pretty terrifying. While the original line only had three to four main antagonists, they were pretty hardcore stuff, including Decompose. Decompose. Oh, Decompose. I get it. The the massive lizard-faced monster that could corrupt anything just by touching it, even turning one of the main characters into a zombie in the linked animated series. That's what happened to uh, Tasha Yar, too. Mm -hmm. While I'm feeling quite Dark Souls out, it would lend itself really well to that style of game with your character going through a horrific, ruinous landscape fighting massive bosses that truly outclass you and relying more on skill, environment, and whatever few supernatural allies you have uh, than physical strength or your hero's weaponry. Hmm. Yeah, I, I liked Inhumanoids a lot. I was a big fan when I was a little kid. Oh, and, like yeah. reading, reading a blog post about it recently, and the author was like, talking about, like, yeah, it would be these little scientist figures and then these gigantic prestige figures that would cost like an entire birthday's worth of, of toy budget. Um 
And and yeah, I I knew like maybe a couple kids that had them. They were gigantic. But yeah, decompose was like I don't understand how that made it onto a kids cartoon. It's a giant like it's like you said, lizard faced skeleton creature with like a visible rib cage in which hung organs and he would like grab people and trap them in his rib cage and if he touched like your bare skin you would just like crumble to dust in seconds and it's like oh my god that's horrifying Nightmare. for a kid's cartoon um he wasn't even the the main guy but uh but yeah those those are pretty cool i'm sorry i'm so distracted i just it popped into my head i had to share it with chris i can only think of a crossover between mcgee and me and Power Force? We need Power Force in McGee and me. Like, Chris, Power Force, the traveling evangelical bodybuilder squad. Do yourself a favor and Google. Like, Googling Power Force is one of the funniest things that's ever happened on this show. So please do that for yourself. Yeah. The Power Squad. The, the like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Power squad. are you muscular and Power a former squad. felon? Please join our traveling circus yeah. of oh, muscular freaks. Phone book in half for Jesus. Yeah. It sounds like something from, like, a... British comic book from the eighties. It's it's so good. It, it, like they I, they came to my school. Like one of them blew up a hot water bottle. Like I'm like what what even bodybuilding exercise what? builds that? I'm like your fucking diaphragm. <laughs> when you watch up. me bend this rod, think of me turning water into wine. <laughs> <laughs> if you smoke, you'll never be able to do this. <laughs> Pay no attention to the steroid track marks for Jesus going down the back of my my quads. Yeah. Please don't look at my swastika tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> Turned it so into yeah, a cross. Me and, and Power Force Squad, whatever. Sorry. Yeah, 1488. Uh, I just got it when I was 14, and I plan to live until I'm 88. What? What's the problem? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, at, on Twitter, at SayGodCD says, One toy line that I loved was Visionaries, Knights of the Magical Light, yeah. created by Hasbro. Uh, it had a single-season TV show that was animated by the Japanese studio TMS. The show was one of my favorites of the time and had one of the best intros to a show. The knights each have an animal totem they can transform into, and a few others can summon beings of light to attack their foes. I would love to play a game that brings this world to life. CyberConnect would be perfect for this, and maybe do it in the style of their Naruto games. And if we want to, we got that intro. You want me to play it? Please. Here we go. It's great. It is a time when magic is more powerful than science, and only those who control the magic control destiny. They... Are the visionaries. Choir. So yeah, they, they, they got a <laughs> choir of my grandfather singing in church. <laughs> Lord, I talk about visionaries. First, first off, that theme song was also used in the toy commercial, so that was everywhere when I was a kid. Even though I never watched the show. Um, yeah. Second, the toys themselves were part of that weird hologram fad in the eighties, where it's just oh, like yeah. they're, they're, so they each had like these big like Didn't signs chest? that they would cover carry, like they were supposed to be banners or something, and they would have chest plates. And these would display like some holographic thing that, like, oh, it's like in 3D and we can look at it. From it's any the angle. future. Yep. My face is in my chest. It's like I'm wearing a Halloween costume of myself. <laughs> it, you might be thinking of Supernaturals. That was a different hologram oh, infused bad. toy. I was also thinking of Centurions. I've been thinking of a lot of things yeah. in this segment. <laughs> Centurions is great. Power Extreme, Man and Machine. Um, 
No, uh, and Visionaries also had a Marvel comic book that was published under the Star imprint, and I, I, I will always remember the like the beginning pages of that, where it's like a fancy futuristic restaurant, and in comes this old raving wizard, like, oh, the age of technology is over, the age of magic is upon us, and like, restaurant, the security robot, like, you know, <laughs> says like, oh, if you'd calm down, sir, I can find you a nice table near our food processing center. Sir, this is a space Wendy's. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. And then all of a sudden, like, bam, Age of Magic starts and all the text stops working abruptly. And so it's like, oh, all these people who are used to living, uh, you know, lives catered to by robots and high technology suddenly have to learn to live with magic instead. I told you about the Y3K, Bog. You exactly. know what? Listen exactly. to me. Uh. It's not the same as the museum at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Take this one seriously. I'm sorry. I should have tried to top it. Keep going. Are we still recording? I thought this was off mic. Yes, we you are. should oh, read yeah. Shy Guy Fieri. Oh, Shy Guy Fieri says. Fieri. Oh, Shy Guy with a mouthful of food. No. Somebody, somebody already said Mighty Max, but I will go with Beast Wars. We have uh, gotten so much Transformers content in the last few decades. And it's a shame none of it has included Beast Wars. Uh, give me an open-world game set on prehistoric Earth where I can choose between shooting enemies in the face or a gorilla punching them in the dick. Uh, <laughs> maybe you can even add some DLC to Maneater that would let you play as Cyber Shark. Oh, yeah. Also, a quick aside, uh, I feel like y'all didn't uh, give Sakurai his uh, due credit in the last episode. Sora is owned by Disney, not Square Enix. So Nintendo had to really? go through the uh, House of Mouse to get him. It's a legal miracle that he's in the game. They're actually He's actually co-owned by mm-hmm. Square Enix and Disney, whereas anybody owned by Disney is not in the game. So Disney takes him Tuesday through Thursday, and, and Square it's Enix true. gets him Friday through Monday? It's true. Bob Iger takes him to a sad carnival. Never Disneyland. <laughs> uh, three, <laughs> every other weekend. The upside is that he gets two birthdays, but the downside is that... Uh, <laughs> I don't know. He's got the, the crippling depression later in life. Downside, one, <laughs> one is in Disneyland, and, and, and one is Parasite Eve, the last birthday. Never mind. That's so dumb. Yeah. I mean, I mean, a legal miracle would be Sora. getting Donald and Goofy alongside with him. This yeah. was a legal deal. Yeah. M- money changed mm-hmm. hands, man. Come on. I don't know if it's a miracle. You know what I mean? Like Smash Bros. is the ultimate commercial for anything. It, it's Ultimate yeah. Smash. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's literally called Smash Ultimate. Everybody is here. <laughs> uh, on the official Laser Time community on Facebook, Philip Longette says, How about a Care Bears game? Each of them oh. is a different color and has a different power. That's half a game right there. Technically, they were originally designed for seasonal <laughs> greeting cards and have a few older games already, but a modern 3D platformer using love and rainbows to return some lost children to their home, the plot of the first movie, could be fun. No, just it's just it's just Moonwalker. It's a Moonwalker skin where you you mm-hmm. get to free those kids and send them on their way. Yeah, but without creepy context added later. <laughs> it's technically the corporate end of Saturday morning cartoons, and like it, it really is a really bad bad thing. The idea that a American marketing company can introduce a new IP that kids are supposed to love immediately, and we did. Didn't what? Strawberry Shortcake was that was owned by American Greeting Cards? It was as well, yeah. American right? Greetings, but up. they did it first with Care Bears, and they did it again with Rainbow Bright. My mom wouldn't let me think- watch Care Bears. She said it put a bad taste in her mouth. Like, I asked her about it when I was an adult, and I was like, why couldn't I watch Care Bears, but I could watch, like, she would, like, rent me, like, Logan's Run instead. <laughs> Your mom sounds awesome. <laughs> don't worry. I don't care if that guy does have a frozen heart. You're, yeah. <laughs> <right>. <laughs> You're silent running. Um, <laughs> 
What the fuck? Some, someone stare at her? Some some beard stare at her too long? Got a bad taste in her mouth? What the I fuck? think she it's just thought it was bear. gross, man. Like, you know, like, it, it, I think she just okay. was on the vibe. You know what I mean? She's like a, yeah. you know, beatnik vibes. Let me, she let me she recognized the, the kids line. are going to understand, though. I would like to see a resurrection of something from this. Care Bears broke. Care Bear Cousins woke. Care Bear Cousins roar! <laughs> like all the animal versions of the Care Bears. That's the best shit. They call. Call! <laughs> the reality is there have been like four reboots of the Care Bears over the years. There still is a reboot of it. But yeah. the cousins are the shit. game, but it's Care Bears. Yeah. The penguin, the penguin, the pink elephant. Uh, I think the lion was named like Braveheart. Yeah, Braveheart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they were way more yeah, interesting. No. I remember that. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's William Wallace. William Wallace yeah. the lion. I'm he was tortured Braveheart. at the end of the movie, but he, would, he, he wouldn't give away Tenderheart's location. <laughs> <laughs> Stand! Instead of freedom, when their gem starts stand. glowing on their belly, it's, that's when it's time for them to get killed, right? Yeah, yeah. That's when, yeah, they, yeah. That's that's when they, they ejaculate love all over their enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Braveheart! Braveheart! That's the scene when Logan oh, no. goes into the, the whorehouse or whatever the hell he does. <laughs> Alex is in trouble. Uh, the, That's actually the, a pretty good impression. <laughs> I watch this a lot, and I watch this a lot for my cartoon blog, and I've, I've never seen some anything in animation closer to a first draft improvisation oh, yeah. than a Care Bears cartoon. <laughs> yes. Like, yes. wow, this is terrible. <laughs> you, like, you don't have Absolutely. a lot of continuity or rules, but you undid all of it in the span of 15 minutes. Holy shit. It's outrageous. Sucks. It's outrageous. Yeah. I, I, yeah, this, I can't even go back illegal. and hate watch it. It's like, makes me yeah, it's feel awful. stupid. It's truly awful. It. Sounds amazing. But I, I, I'm also I love I, I, watch I, it. I have a giant cheer bear up, uh, uh, like, uh, displayed in my house. I love it worked on me, and that's why I hate it. I've been trying to warn a future generation against things like Care Bears. A green company virus. creating a children's phenomenon. All right, finally, we have a video response from Joe Italian Last Name, who oh! says... I got two, maybe three. First off, and first, first and foremost, visionaries. Uh, we can make that a Dark Souls-style game. Sure. Since the staff is one use only, it can only be used once. It can only re- be recharged at a bonfire. Your animal form can be tied directly into your magic. Everything else, straight up Dark Souls. Uh, we could do Saturians, make it open world. You choose go, a Centurion. Yeah, you just watch the you show. Mix and match your body armor and your weapons and go from there. Um, if I want to get creative, maybe in humanoids, make it survival horror and make it focus solely on decompose. On that, I hope you guys are doing great. Please stay safe. Take care. Bye. Of the Thank awesome. You. I do want to say. Uh, I don't know a lot about game development, but what I do know is making a Dark Souls game is hard, and therefore no licensed game will ever do it. If there's some, if there's a cheaper genre they can rip off, hmm. they will do that. Yeah, uh, wait for Jimmy Neutron Dark Souls. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Oh, Jimmy, Jimmy. Uh, it's going to have no uh, voice acting, but it's going to be pretty good. <laughs> it's not even going to have that guy who was in like every cartoon during that period. There's going to be a like very deep voice British guy who gives you all the lore for the Tiny Toons. Uh, I, I'm <laughs> saying Dark that as a guy. Game. I was I was drinking age when Jimmy, Jimmy Neutron came out. You're lucky I know anything about this in order to make a bad impression. I've I've uh, seen ten minutes of the show. I know I know nothing. I, the only time I clicked on it, it was I thought it was hilarious. It's a joke you can't do anymore on YouTube where you trick people to click on like the biggest tit you've ever seen <laughs> and of course I clicked on it and it was a slow zoom in on the father's nose from Jimmy Neutron <laughs> but it just look, it looks like cleavage from the thumbnail <laughs> this is like 10 years ago when I cared about tits 
<laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. um. Uh. <laughs> so, new question of the week: uh, what What is an underutilized setting that more horror games should use? Um, you know, I I've been thinking about this for literally seconds, and I'm going to say the suburbs. Um, we we get mm, horror nice. games set in like urban settings, the suburbs, everyday settings. Those are usually like post-apocalyptic. Everything's decayed. I think there can be plenty that's scary about just being out at night by yourself in a populated area. If you're someplace dark or creepy, or you're you know walking through city streets by yourself at two a.m. after being out drinking all night and. You suddenly realize how quiet it is, and then you suddenly notice another uh, set of footsteps walking behind you, and you walk a little faster, and you notice they're walking a little faster, and uh, you don't want to make a big deal out of it, but uh, you're, you're suddenly a bit scared. And I, I have yet to see a game that really replicates that without having to ruin everything around it. I think, I think there's... Again, everything's kind of ruined in Silent Hill. Everything's foggy mm. and weird. It's like Gone Home, but then Mr. X shows up. Yes. That would be kind of, yeah. yeah. Gone Home, but uh, there really is the ghost of your molesting yeah. uncle in the house somewhere. <laughs> Zombie lesbians. <laughs> Box. Do the Friday oh, the 13th game with a camp, but make, <laughs> yeah. make do it a scream game. It's, it's Scream instead, where you're one mm-hmm. the, the killer is Ghostface, and then it's all the teenagers. Doing or the Michael do Myers. Isolation. Halloween. Yeah, do Alien Isolation yeah. with Michael Myers. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Absolutely. There you go. In the burbs. Uh-huh. Yeah. There you go. Uh, mine is is a setting I wish more games had in general, but uh, especially horror. I like Victorian horror stuff. Mm. Like think, uh, I mean, the order was going for this. Not a horror game, but you know that, that very game. much. Like, uh, you know, it's like yeah, it, it lends itself well to like werewolves, uh, a lot of vampire action going on there. Just uh, there's a lot of fog, <laughs> you know, so a lot mm-hmm. of shit can be hiding. Uh, but I, I, I find. That setting isn't used in many games, period. I really enjoyed the Assassin's Creed that was set in that setting, the Syndicate. Yep. Uh, and I'm just like, fuck, yeah, I wish I wish more games did it. It's just always very intricate feeling. I think Arcane's done a few games with that style, and it's like, yeah, it's it's interesting and never – it's not overdone yet. And there's so. so many horror stories yeah, that, that are, like, Ripper. set yeah. in that sort of – you know, like, all the old – Universal pictures are kind of like all kind of in that. It, it's all about like that culture was about like everything is just a shitstorm brimming under the surface. You know, mm-hmm. everything people had in that world is a facade and it's a shit world underneath that facade. You know? Yeah. yeah. That's, that's kind of where we're at. Cause my, my answer is, um, uh, Florida. <laughs> uh, f- yeah. <laughs> like I, I don't, I don't know of anybody uh, other than crawl. If any other horror movie has been set in Florida, I don't know. That, I want to ask you guys if this has happened where you are. Like our hotel business was decimated by the pandemic, maybe a little bad before that. So we put all of our homeless in the hotels near all the exits to the highway. Yeah. So all of those exits are like now like flooded with people hanging out, smoking cigarettes and, you know, probably other things. Yeah. They're, they're in those old hotels. And, uh, but like, I've, I've lived in California and spent a bunch of time in New York. I have never seen anything that actually looked like the Warriors. <laughs> well, there's parts of Florida. LA that look like the Warriors. I could go like there right children now. Children and adults hanging out outside at midnight on a weeknight. That's a Florida thing, not yeah. a New York or California it's thing. It's hot. It's hot at night it, there. It's know? hot. Yeah. It's hot as fuck. So you stay, you go outside, 
take your shirt off, drink what you can, and kind of get belligerent. So, like, yeah. other than the suburbs, uh, not not Michael's suburbs got me thinking of the scariest places I've been have been in my own home state. Uh, I, I know I told that story a thousand times. I live about a, a sixty minutes away from the Gulf of Mexico, and my I was dating a girl, and here's how good she was. She was like, you know, if we share a beer, if we get pulled over, uh, the cops will never find a, a half empty one. So we just keep passing it back and forth. We'll finish beer in like five seconds. We'll have no open containers in the car. I'm like, you're brilliant, baby. Genius. I'm gonna marry you. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're we're drinking on uh, while driving to the beach. This is like 12 years ago for people who are going to blow up on Reddit and make me seem like an asshole. Mm-hmm. That's back when drink, dr- drunk driving was allowed. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait a minute. And, wait and, a minute. And, and also, how dare you assume I'm drunk driving after a six pack? What the fuck am I? An anorexic cheerleader? <laughs> Eat my shit. Like, I can't, I wish I could get drunk on a six pack. Um, we're passing it back and forth, but she has to pee. And so I'm, we're on this like little tiny highway in the middle of nowhere, the same place I hit a bat with my windshield. Uh, I'm, I just turned down a dirt road and I'm like, oh, I'm going to let her go, go out in front of the car and piss, squat down and piss. And then I'm going to throw my brights on. Uh, I'm going to throw my lights and brights on and Classic. scare the shit out of her. Classic. And she runs uh, right in front of the car, holds onto the hood. And I hit her with the brights. Two guys on one side of her, one guy on another. Oh, uh, and they all run scampering into the woods. And like, there was no light anywhere. I thought I was turning down like an industrial road. Uh, there were men, there were men on all sides of her, and they all ran away. And like nothing to me has ever been Whoa. scarier than that, because that, that it was like it was like yeah, thirty feet down a dirt road to nothing, and there were human beings out there. <laughs> that sounds like a, like a movie no where they're like at a rest Florida. stop, and the yeah. cops come raid it, and they just go scrambling in each every direction. You know, like ah, yeah. uh, like, in the hall, brain candy or something. <laughs> it's a guy with a Prius. Cheese it. It's like when you see that guy hanging in the tree in Red Dead Redemption and then like four hillbillies come out and cut your legs off or whatever. Yeah, yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah, it's the scariest the scariest story and it's like 20 minutes out of town, so it's this one of the scariest things that's ever happened to me. That's wild. I've yeah. lived a sheltered life. I was walking down uh, I was playing a show in, like near Skid Row downtown in LA one time and uh me and my buddy stepped out to get cigarettes and uh we were walking through this area and this guy came out from like behind from an alley uh with pegs on his bike and he had like a like a big nautical size rope that he was dragging along the ground and he was Whoa. just like excuse me can i talk to you guys excuse me excuse me and it was like gotta be 12 45 a.m like dragging a rope yeah he was dragging a rope and he was he had one of those bikes with pegs and he was just it was it was truly i felt like he was going to kill me like it was like hmm. truly scary um yeah. Probably just with, like wanted to know if he'd seen his giant dog that ran off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> rope. Hey man, give me a pull. Put that part in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Now stop running. <laughs> Rip uh, Gary Paulson, by the way. He died today. Oh. Hey, speaking of yeah. pulling things with your ro- with a rope <laughs> with your mouth. Uh <laughs> she said, okay. I think I would go I think I would go with a uh overnight at an aquarium. Oh, yeah, I sure. think that's a yeah, yeah. I think that's a truly scary thing. I know, you know, people always do the theme park, people always do the you know, the rot like Pirates of the Caribbean right. at night. But I you know, I think it's scarier when it's like a live octopus, like a big giant yes. I always get freaked out by aquariums and the idea that maybe somehow one of the animals is gonna get out and 
get me. You, and if you saw like, Jaws 3D. You saw Jaws yeah. 3D as a kid, yeah. clearly. Or played Last of Us 2, which is prominently said. Uh, well, movie. aquariums barely feel maintained as it is. They always yeah. feel like they're on the cusp of this glass is going to shatter and a tank of sharks will be on top of me at any second. And it's, so, it's, like, so yeah, it must be odd to be a fish because if I worked in an office, which I don't, um, <laughs> the idea that I could take a shit and it would slowly end up on the sides of the windows that I look out of, it's I wild. would be, Drive, you I would be more careful insane. and clean about where I shit. Which that's, the not, and... that's the dream, my friend. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just a soup of my own shit. <laughs> and that's what I breathe, baby. <laughs> and that's what they feed, that's what they pour my food into. <laughs> Matt, you've yeah. been shitting a lot. Could you just squeegee your window? It's all green right now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't shit where you eat unless you're a fish, apparently. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that other fish just ate it. You're fine. You're they just good. shit out exactly the same thing they eat. Like mm-hmm. you, you know, with fish, fish are like dogs. It's like you just go to the store, you buy the food, you're like, I'm just buying a bag of shit. <laughs> like one to one. This is just shit in this bag. You should probably think about it like that next time I get a twenty two pound bag of cat food. Yeah. It's wow. all never, just never the shit. They don't need anything else. Yeah. My uncle once said, like, the body of a dog is a tube that transforms expensive dog food into worthless dog shit. That's <laughs> true. The <laughs> smart man. Yep, yep. Anyway, um, so what do you think is an underutilized horror setting that more games should use? Let us know. Go to VigiGameApocalypse.com and answer into the comments for episode 441. Alternately, you can visit the official LaserTime community on Facebook and answer there. Or ping us on Twitter, at VG Apocalypse, and we will read the best answers on next week's show. Anyway, that has been our show. Let's go with some plugs. Alex, once again, tell them where to find you. Yes, listen. Please go to Super Beard Bros, and please watch my show, Alex's Burger Rush, on Super Beard Bros. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know the title of it. I was already looking at it, but... Burger it's called rush. Alex's it's a rush. Burger Rush. I mean, yeah, those are two things that you don't usually want to mix. You don't no. want to be rushed when you're no, please making go. or eating I, a burger. I drove around the entire city of Los Angeles. I ate at 16 of the best burger places. I didn't tell any of them that I was coming or filming. Uh, it's great. Did you go to Tommy's? Uh, did you go to I Tommy's? Go to, I did go to Tommy's on Beverly and Rampart. Come on. What do you think? Yeah, and uh, I, I went there. It's it's it's. Uh, I've worked really hard on it, like 10 times harder than most stuff that I work on because I did every little piece of it. Please go watch that and please go listen to the new 52 and you. And also, if you live in Los Angeles, uh, on the 26th at the Regent Theater, the Chiluminati podcast is doing a live show downtown LA. Neat. And on the 28th, Scary Game Squad, another thing that I'm involved with where we play scary video games and laugh at them uh it's on the 28th same place region theater so please go down there go see those things go experience all there is out there of me 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 (laughs) (laughs) mr la over here mr oh yeah baby nice right yeah thank you again for doing the show it's always always such a pleasure to have you on here i love coming on the show i will come anytime you ask me thank you Phrasing. Uh, <laughs> anything else? Chris? I will jizz anytime you ask me. No. Nice. No, I'm trying to get a laser time up, but uh, I can't. This is like the hardest it's ever been to sit up straight. Hmm. Um, especially this show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're terrible. <laughs> I think you boring. I think you owe me five bucks at Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime. <laughs> Help me pay my my newfound wonderful medical bills from whatever, however much this costs to have my stomach operated on, and. Uh, be in pain for three hours at a time on one of these podcasts. Hmm. Or maybe, yeah. Or maybe don't, and I stop doing them. Imagine that. 
and all of a sudden I just made 500 people panic. <laughs> <gasps> Everyone else is like, uh, wow, imagine the show without him. It could be pretty cool. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't be. And if you want to be truly scared for Halloween, uh, you can check out my stream of consciousness about video games and then my male fitness modeling career over on Twitter at Maddie C. Allen. It's terrifying. That is terrifying. As always, you can visit us online at VigiGameApocalypse.com. Once again, follow us on Twitter at VGApocalypse. Or follow me personally at Wikiparas. That's W-I-K-I-P-A-R-A-Z. Anyway, that's been our show. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. I have no abs, but like every time I have to like pee, you flex your solar plexus. It sucks. It sucks mm. to fart, laugh, burp. So what you're saying is you have no abs, but you must pee. Yes. Oh, yeah. this fucking guy. <laughs>